93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, August 20th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police say a social media post might have been what led to a deadly stabbing in the city's brewery town section Monday night. It happened near the intersection of Jefferson and North 29th Street at about 1140 last night. Police are gathering information but say that this may have been a fight that started over social media. Mm. Police didn't have any specifics about what the post said, but witnesses said that the three women got into a fight over it. A 23-year-old woman was stabbed several times, at least once in the chest. She was taken to Temple University Hospital where she was pronounced dead a short time uh, after midnight. Police also found a 28-year-old woman who had been stabbed at the scene. She was conscious and talking. Police took her to Temple Hospital, where she was initially in critical condition but has since been upgraded to stable condition. Investigators said the suspect, a 19-year-old woman who lives in the area, ran away. Police say that they've gotten a lot of leads to help track her down. Uh, they They said that she is identified by name and address, and they are talking to her family, who is trying to help police locate her at this time. Wow, so she's on the run right now. And not even the slightest clue as to this supposedly incendiary social media post. No, they're not saying what Well, they're not releasing it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Witnesses also spoke with homicide detectives and police found surveillance cameras in the area that they're hoping will help them in the investigation. A motorcyclist is dead after crashing into an SUV with a woman and her four children on Monday in Port Richmond. It happened at the corner of Aramingo Avenue and Venango Street at about 6.30 p.m. Police say the driver of the Honda SUV was heading southbound on Aramingo, attempting to make a left turn onto Venango Street when she was struck by a man in his 30s on the motorcycle. The motorcycle slammed into the rear right door of the vehicle where a three-day-old baby girl was strapped in uh, to her baby car seat. Some witnesses rushed in to try to help. The mom was screaming to people to get the door open to get the little girl out, one witness said. The impact crushed the door, trapping the little girl. 18-year-old Mark Rentis, who was studying to be a paramedic, tried to get the girl out. Uh, The car was bent into her leg, and I tried to use a crowbar to get her out, he said. Fire department paramedics used the jaws of life to get all four children out of the car. All of the children, a five-year-old, a nine-year-old, an 11-year-old, and the infant were rushed to St. Christopher's, where they were reported to be in stable condition with minor cuts from the broken glass. Their mother also suffered minor injuries. The motorcyclist was rushed to Temple, where he later died. Uh, Police also say the mother of the children was driving her SUV with with a suspended driver's license. So a motorcycle traveling at 30 miles an hour is going to carry some some weight to it. And uh, you think, okay, so it's hitting a vehicle like that. The damage won't be that bad. But I saw the vehicle. It was pretty bent up. Yeah, it was. But yeah. you think she was it said she was making a left-hand turn but he hit the right side of the car yeah. from behind. So he was coming from behind her. I guess maybe he thought she was going to move and go through the intersection maybe, and then she yeah. didn't. Wait, the right side of the wall was he so he was he coming from behind her or was he coming in on behind? Coming? Yeah. Right? So or so or maybe, maybe maybe it was wait, hold on. Maybe it was the back door and he wasn't driving behind her. Uh it said it slammed into the rear right door of the vehicle. Okay, okay. So maybe she did go make the left hand turn, and he just hit the rear door. I was thinking right. he was driving behind her. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. the rear of the car. The rear yeah. of the car. Yeah. yeah. So she turned into the his lane. The oncoming truck. Oh, either way. Yeah. It, either way. Whatever. Yeah, it's terrible. Died, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they were able to get all four of the kids out there. Okay. The motorcyclist uh, did die after the accident. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a job, Fashion District Philadelphia is hiring. Employers are hoping to fill more than a thousand positions. Damn! 
at the revitalized shopping center that was once the site of the gallery at Market East. Tuesday's job fair will be held at the PA Career Link Suburban Station at 1617 JFK Boulevard uh, in Philadelphia. It runs from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. The Fashion District is expected to open next month. A four-day celebration is planned September 19th to the 22nd, and that will mark the opening uh, of the new Fashion District. Preston, it's now or never. I know. We've always wanted to be in the fashion <laughs> this industry. This is our dream. This is it. Mm-hmm. But it's essentially, uh, they're calling it the Fashion District, but yeah. it's essentially a, a, mall. It's a mall. It's a new mall. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just but just I mean, a name. We've always wanted to work in a mall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the weekend will be full of activities, live performances, shopping events, pop-up tastings, and more. But the job Ooh. fair today from 10 until 2, and it is at the PA Career Link Suburban Station, which is 1617 JFK Boulevard. So if you're interested, I- head out. There was a time when I, I think I was probably I don't know like eighteen years old or something like that, and I went to go get a job. There was like a like a, a shoe boutique at the mall. Oh. It was new. It was very hip. It yep. was really cool. I got all dressed up and went and interviewed for the job, and they looked at me like I was no. an idiot. And I was like, that was the last time really? I ever tried to yeah get some kind of a job outside of. You had no business right. being there. You yeah. know what I mean? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know, but getting landing a gig in the mall is was fun. I oh, mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I had dude. Plus, I wanted to be in the shoe store. You know how the, the women get laid. And, yes, uh, I was. Yeah, that was these I shoes to look good girls. on you. How about a handy? Yeah. <laughs> I right. One, I had one retail job for a, you know Christmas time. I did the holiday help right. express, and I wanted to die every day I walked in. As much as I, you guys know, I love shopping, I uh-huh. love clothes, all of that. I could not work in the store. I was like, I wow. hate every minute of this. Kath, which is crazy because I worked at American Eagle during the Christmas rush, and, and I loved did. it. Did you I, really? Yes. In <laughs> fact, they they were like, we want to keep you. Like, can you work the rest of the year? Wow. What did you, like, you like about it so much? I don't know. Interacting with people. And, uh, you know, I were filled with the, the spirit of the eagle. Yeah, yeah, I learned how to fold clothes. <laughs> like, you know, I I love that little folding board that you folded the shirts with. And I don't There was just something. <laughs> oh, my about, God. That's yeah. Funny. It was really, really I had bizarre. I had a pretty mint. I had, well, it wasn't pretty super mint, mint <laughs> but it's pretty mint. Uh, I beat on Bookstore because they had just brought on the, the, the software, software, et cetera. Yeah. So all these computers running flight simulator games and all that stuff. So I'm yeah. like, okay, uh-huh. on my break. And then I turn to everybody and go, this is pretty mad. <laughs> I think, Casey, I just think you'd like to work in somewhere with the name Eagle in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. probably so right. Out. You were yeah. kind of part of the team, you know. Sort, I guess you could call sort me an out. astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was funny because I at the time, I didn't have any American Eagle clothes. And I, the, even the manager was like, you have to get uh, clothes. I was like, I, why do you think I'm here? I'm here to get money. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't have money. I'm not going to spend my entire paycheck on American Eagle clothes. Well, that was one of the benefits was that you got like a pretty big discount. discount. So yeah. I think I probably spent my entire paycheck buying new clothes at the store. Yeah. All right. Let's do sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies were off last night and returned to action tonight with a quick two-game series in Boston against the Red Sox. Aaron Nola will get the start in game time at Fenway is scheduled for 7-10. In Monday night preseason football, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo went 
uh, just one for six with zero yards and an interception in his first game since suffering a season-ending knee injury last September. He finished the night, which ended with a 24-15 win over the Denver Broncos with a 0.0 passer rating. (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. And in Eagles news, Cody Kessler returned to practice yesterday just four days after suffering a concussion seven plays into the second preseason game. According to NFL concussion policy, if he experiences no additional symptoms 24 hours after practice, he'll formally be cleared out of concussion protocol. The Eagles finished the preseason Thursday at the link against the Ravens and a week from Thursday at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford against the Jets. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Let's uh, start our Tuesday morning. Real quick, I would like to mention this, that we have your, not your our lot, not your average listener feature back up and running again. And we're on the search for people who have something in- interesting about themselves their lives, their uh, their vocations, their hobbies, whatever it may be, something that's a little bit like, you know, you'll go, wow, that's pretty interesting. That's different. It's up to you to make the call. Don't yeah. be deterred. Our audience will determine whether or not it, it passes the smell test. I yeah. got one submission that said, I have good work ethic. Yeah, oh, so there you go. You got to pass through us first. We're, we're filter number one, right. and then, the, and then the, the listeners will be filter number two. So good work ethic. Hey. Rock on. Yeah. yeah. And that will serve you well throughout That's life. wonderful. You'll do <laughs> yeah. great. But thanks. Uh, anyhow, we, we want to hear about you. So uh, uh, just get in touch with telling your story at listener at WMMR.com. And uh, we have a $250 cash prize. And, of course, you just get the uh, uh, the accolade of being a Not Your Average listener. And that's determined by our uh, listeners, and it's presented by Sunoco. Fuel your best, so send that in. Please. And can I just say, when you send that email, you're you're explaining why you're uh, not your average listener. Uh, yes. So include also how long you've been listening, things like that. Some people are sending some information in, but it's uh, not quite making sense. Yeah. Did so, you follow up with that guy who worked at American Eagle, Kathy? <laughs> who loves folding clothes? <laughs> uh, so get in touch and let us know. We have a uh, Tattoos Day taking place today. We have your chance to win a Preston and Steve tattoo, courtesy of our friends from world-famous uh, Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. To, uh, $350 gift certificate, and you will uh, go to the shop and get it done right there. So what you need to do is text the word tattoo to 39333, and uh, we'll pick a random winner later on this morning. Uh, we have our friends stopping by from the Spirit of Philadelphia. The Brews Cruise with Jackie Bam Bam is coming up on Thursday, so they'll uh, give us some good stuff and uh, some giveaways, and we'll get to all that a little bit later on. Uh, we also have guest-wise in the studio, uh, Aaron Scotty, who is a producer. We've talked to him before. And he is one of the people behind this movie uh, called The Peanut Butter Falcon. And yeah. And I went to, when I went to see the movie yesterday, I saw the full trailer in the theater. It looks really great. It looks like a really, a very cool adventure story. Um, they and, say it's a sort of a riff on Huckleberry Finn. Okay. Yeah. I could, well, there's a raft involved. And, yeah, and yeah. so I could see some of this, you know, but uh, it's... Um, uh, it is Shia LaBeouf and Dakota uh, Dakota Johnson and uh, this young man who's who has Down syndrome, who's one of the stars of the show. It's basically three people that are the main characters in yeah. this movie, and it's a really unique story. So we're going to talk to Aaron. He's local, and uh, he is one of the producers behind this. We're also going to have on the program writer and director uh, Michael Schwartz or Tyler Nelson and uh, uh, the co-director uh, Michael Schwartz on too. So we'll talk to those guys a little bit later on this morning, and. Early today, we are going to get started uh, by promoting something that's going on later on yeah. today. So just bear with us. By ceremonially doing something on the streets of Philadelphia this morning. And it involves uh, Nick in a uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex outfit. So we're basically 
doing what's happening later on, but yes. in a much more um, unimpressive way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what we do. Yeah. You know, so... We uh, said, that's a great idea. Let's do less of it. We'll get to that a little bit later <laughs> on this morning. It's uh, with the Philly Pops, and uh, we'll 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 spell out the details. Yeah. Unimpressive just, is my middle name. <laughs> should we just uh, reveal it when you get there? Sure, yeah. Okay, why don't we do guys it? And, uh, yeah, it'll it'll be, be readily obvious to anyone in the area what it is. I've yeah. never worn the costume. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. All right, so that and more this morning. We're going to take a break, come back in a second. The entertainment report is all ready to go. Stupid question, giveaways, that stuff is just around the corner. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All righty, so stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to MMR Rocks, Zach Brown Band, Saturday, September 7th, BB&T Pavilion. Uh, question that I have for you this morning has to do with Charles Darwin. Mm-hmm. And uh, name the ship that Darwin made his famous five-year voyage on. 215-263-WMMR. Okay. Name the ship that Darwin made his famous five-year voyage on. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Call now today. I'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for the answer. Tuesday, August twentieth, Amy Adams celebrates her birthday today. I love her. I yeah. do too. Very talented. Yep, she's forty five today. You know, she's really good in. She she sort of gets short shrift, but in the uh, in the Justice League and, and yeah. In the, yeah, the Superman movie, she, she's she's solid. Yeah, I agree. I uh, yeah, I remember the. One of the first things I saw her in was Catch Me If You Can. Right. Um, and she's great in that. And then Enchanted, she came out and did all the singing. And so I thought that movie was adorable. It was. She was great. I was prepared to not like it. Yeah. And it won me over. Yep. Uh, and I like Julia. Julia, Julia she's, she's solid. She's yeah, cool. Muppets. 45 today. She was in the Muppets movie. That's right. Is there anything she can't do? I don't know. Uh, Andrew Garfield. Uh, he just happened to be the amazing Spider-Man. The, uh, the first film that came out I thought was pretty good, and the second one was, eh, I was done with it. It's funny how, like, the, the rhino, is that the character, right? Yeah. Paul Giamatti. In it for the first minute and a half, and then at the end, and it's like, was this an afterthought, this character? Yeah, yeah they were planning on, on getting Much to more. An, another movie. Yeah. They, eventually, that's what was going to happen, and uh, yeah, that didn't happen. He wasn't uh, bad, but Tom Holland just nails it. Yep. Uh, Andrew Garfield's 36 today. Fred Durst. We actually just mentioned him when we had John Travolta on on Friday because Fred wrote, co-produced, and directed the movie uh, The Fanatic that John was promoting. And John was going on about him. He was. Saying not only a really solid director, but he said he's a great actor, too. I always had issues with Fred Durst, but I started to see him direct a few horror things, and I was like... It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, though, Preston, a Limp Biscuit song manages to work its way into the soundtrack. Isn't that Whoa, strange? <laughs> and it's mentioned in the it's movie. It's mentioned in the movie. I know. Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> I don't like Fred Durst. Never have. Yeah. 
I don't think I ever will. Uh, and then uh, I also, if you guys recall, Matt Cord did an interview with him. And it was contentious to say the least. Yep, and and he was a total dick. Yeah, really? And, yep, yeah. He started saying stuff about Matt's mom, and I'm like, dude, you're such a dork. Was uh, was Matt asking pointed questions? I think uh, Matt asked a question that that uh, Fred didn't like. I, I thought we had the audio of it, and then Fred just kind of went off, and then okay, yeah, you know, Matt just sort of stood his ground, yeah, you know. And yeah. then you know, I don't think Matt was off base initially, and because of what Fred was saying to Matt. Matt was, you know, anything Matt said was fair game. All you right. know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe uh, he's changed. Fred's 49 today. Uh, I'm going to save this one for last, Casey. I got you, bro. Uh, James Marsters, uh, who played Spike on uh, Angel. I and love Buffy that the role. Vampire Slayer. Yeah. God, I love that role. I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, and he's a good actor, that guy. He's 50. And he's not British, Preston. 57 today. He's not. He played British. British. (laughs) British. British. Uh, Actress Joan Allen has her birthday today. She's good, too. It says here Pleasantville. Was she the mom? She was the mom. Yeah. All right. I can't. uh, She's got a sister, and I I always mix them up. Right. Oh, uh, Bo Allen. No. Who was the the one that was in RoboCop? Or is that the same one? Nancy Allen? Nancy Allen was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Steve Allen? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, it's, it's quite possible that Nancy, Nancy Allen are... was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, no, no, no. That's Who's uh, who's Marion? No. no, RoboCop was in Raiders of the Lost Ra- Ark. No. <laughs> 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 no, Nancy Allen was in RoboCop. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, uh, Karen Allen. Karen Allen, yeah, yes. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. So who so... is related to Joan Allen? Nancy Allen. No. Nancy Allen, Yes. <laughs> Nancy Allen. Robo, is. Robocop is related to Robocop is Nancy Allen's uncle. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, Hollywood is so incestuous. Joan Allen, what, Nancy Allen. Joan, Joan Allen and Robocop and Alien are all related. Guess who banged a cyborg last night? Okay. Nancy, you're such a slut. So Joan <laughs> Allen is 63 today. Uh, it's Al Roker's birthday. Al Roker. Yeah. Al Roker, the guy the gals go for. No. The guy who craps his pants. There was a DJ that I grew up We're listening to. We're going to go with balls. There was a DJ I grew up listening to. His name was Al Hofer. And his line was, Al Hofer, the guy the gals go. Oh, my uh, God. He, he said it tongue-in-cheek. Okay, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like his standard line, but I always thought that was kind of cool. Were you given the Kenny Knight line? I, a lot of times the program directors of your would work I with was the, the meat behind the beat, man. Did you come up with that or were you given uh, that? No, the real program. No, it was from my band days. Okay. They used right. to call me the meat behind the beat. And so <laughs> it bled into that. Uh, Al Roker's 65. Grabbing uh, his pants. He looks, you know, I'll never get used to Thin Al Roker. I know. It, I'll yeah, never, it's bizarre. Like Thin Al Sharpton. I just, I, I it's Doesn't weird. Doesn't quite fit. You know what I mean? Yes. Now, we're looking at side-by-side photos of him probably at his heaviest. Yeah. He he, he could have lost less weight. Listen, when I when I most recently lost, the most amount of weight I've ever lost, people are like, dude, you, okay. That's it looks too, weird. That's yeah. too much. It right. looks weird. Oh, people said that to you? Oh, yeah. I was thinking that. My mom that. said that I to me. I was thinking that. I'm like, he's on, like, the edge of too much weight loss. <laughs> and you're really, it's just, I love, too, when you're like, I think I'm going to lose some weight. But the difference was, Preston, okay. you didn't cramp yourself in the White House. <laughs> well, yeah. did you? 
No. No, no I <laughs> had, had to, to think, think about, about it. that for a moment. You no. were there. I have been there, yeah. but I don't remember pooping no. my pants. But looking at side-by-side photos, the fat one, he kind of looks like the clumps. You know what I mean? He looks like the nutty professor. <laughs> very, <He does. laughs> very big double chin. Very big double chin when he was at his largest. Uh, but he's 65. He's doing well. Yeah. Uh, Connie Chung, news anchor, wife of Maury Povich. Still going strong. For yep. some reason, I thought years ago that marriage would end, but they, uh, yeah, they, they found yeah. the secret. 73 years old today. And the last birthday we say uh, from the world of rock, it is Robert Plant's, Robert Plant's birthday today. Uh, Robert Plant turns uh, 71 years old today. It just blows my mind that that initial solo stuff that he did, he's not a fan of. I love that stuff. I was li- like... During the couple of days off that we had, yeah, I was listening to those albums. They're yeah. they're great. In the mood, burning down one side. Yeah, big log. Um, even stuff like Heaven Knows and In the Mood is so good, especially if you're listening to it in headphones. I really, I, and I thought he had a great group of musicians playing with him. I remember when that music came out, and I'm like, okay, here we go. This is something really interesting. Yeah. And uh, and he, yeah, as you said, he kind of looks back at that phase of his career. He loves the Honey Drippers. He yeah. shifted gear uh, and loved that. Well, you know what he really likes? He likes country, and he likes, um, um, uh, what's the word, like rockabilly and stuff like yeah, that. No, that's, you're right. that's what his personal love is, and right. it's really? okay, yeah. Uh, he looks back at Zeppelin and is kind of like, I don't need to go back there again, you know. And, oh. uh, and it's too bad, but, you know, that's uh, he, he can do that if he if he wishes. But uh, I'm sure Jackie's going to do a workforce block today. Yeah. Because uh, he's in for PO this week, so happy birthday, Robert Plant. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, name the ship that Darwin made his famous five-year voyage on, 215-263. WMMR is the number, and uh, we are going to go to WOW. I'm going to try this name out. <laughs> is, it, is this Boris? Terrace. So what's that again? Terrace. Terrace. Spell that, please. Like a, yeah, like a patio. Terrace. Oh, oh Terrace. Okay. All right, Terrace. Uh, what is the name of the uh, the ship that Darwin made his famous five-year voyage on? That's the HMS Beagle. That is correct. <laughs> HMS Beagle is correct. Terrace, Big hang- dogs running. Big dogs out. Hang on the line. We're going to get your information, and we are going to give you a pair of tickets. as MMR Rock Zach Brown Band on Saturday, September 7th, the BB&T Pavilion, and some tickets for both of their shows remain September 6th and 7th, so you can get them at Ticketmaster.com, by the way. So The Rock got married. Aww. Yes. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and longtime love Lauren Hashian are married. Uh, the 47-year-old actor shared the happy news on Monday. He posted a shot of them together showing him in a white shirt and white pants alongside his 34-year-old bride with a long mermaid-style white lace dress that featured a low-cut neckline and a long train. So they've been together for um, a number of years. They have the, the daughter, right, together? Uh, yes, they have uh, two kids together. Oh, do they? Okay. Two daughters, Jasmine, who is three, and Tiana, who is one. So yeah, they've been they've been in, uh, an item for quite a while. Uh, he captioned the shot, "We do," August eighteenth, two thousand nineteen, Hawaii, and then he wrote uh, "Pomai Kai," which means blessed in Hawaiian. Uh, their famous friends, including Kevin Hart and Karen Gillan, 
as well as Patriots quarterback Tom Brady and Texans defensive end J.J. Watt. We're quick to congratulate them. I'd like to see him and Jason Momoa do a movie together. Yeah. Yeah. They both have so much similar, right? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yep. Uh, maybe like Cagney and Lacey. Uh, another photo shows them kissing with a stunning Hawaiian sunset behind them. Uh, Hashian and Johnson, like they said, like we said, have been together since 2007. Two daughters, Jasmine and Tiana. And this is his second marriage. He shares one daughter, Simone, with his ex, uh, Danny Garcia. He's so, married to a dude. Second time around. No, I think that's a... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, this, uh, so they're lovely pictures. Um, you know, he's. I think he's still the highest earning... Male star in Hollywood, yeah, by far. So yeah. good for him. Life is good. Life is good when you're the rock in the world of uh, Dwayne Johnson. So Emma Watson and Tom Felton have been friends since childhood, but many think that after playing um, book smart heroine Hermione Granger and villain Draco Malfoy, their Harry Potter spawn relationship blossomed into something more. Are you kidding me? People are wondering. Is that the case? Are they in fact? Lovers? We don't know yet. Felton recently shared a picture of himself and Watson. He's 31, she's 29, in South Africa playing a guitar while wearing PJs. Well, they're basically telling you. And he captioned the shot, quick learner, and then he wrote an X, I guess, as a little kiss. We did it. Uh, And fans took the news with glee. One commenter wrote, just so you know, the little fangirl, pardon me, just hyperventilated. Thanks to you guys. Cheese curl. Hashtag cheese curl. They have stoked romance rumors before on Instagram, adding fuel to the fire. She admitted in a 2012 interview of being obsessed with him back in the day. She said between the ages of 10 and 12, I had a really terrible crush on Tom Felton. Uh, we love a bad guy. And he was a few years older and had a skateboard. And that just really (laughs) did it. He used to do tricks on it. He was so cool, and he totally knew I had a crush. That's how I got my wife pressed, and I did a whole bunch of tricks on a skateboard. <laughs> and she said, and the thing is, he'd turn and go, oh, I see her in a younger sisterly way, and it just broke my heart. And oh, still the, does. That's the line. That's the I, I think of you like a sister. So this is uh, 2012. I think the word is he's supposed to be, even though he plays a total D-bag, he's supposed to be a nice guy. And I love him. He was actually on The Flash for a while, and yeah. he was also, he, he played a real, like a monster in that first uh, Planet of the Apes movie. Uh, but he's, uh, yeah, he's a great actor. He's really good. Another one that reminds me of that, supposedly the uh, the, the actor who plays uh, Joffrey in, yeah. in uh, Game yeah. of Thrones. I mean, one of the most... Just you just hate him. Hate him with every fiber of your being. He's supposed to be the sweetest guy in the world. The yeah. actor is supposed to be just like the antithesis of that. And it's so weird to find, hear stories. About you wonder that. how they can be so yeah. reprehensible, but they yeah. they draw upon something. Thankfully, Courtney yeah. Kardashian is fighting back against critics who claim that she does no work. Preston, are you saying she's clapping back? She is clapping back, Steve. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she got some blowback after posting multiple shots from her family vacations in Italy and Idaho. Uh, <laughs> I know. So what's it going to be, kids? Italy or Idaho? She's only visiting places that start with I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Idaho happened to be on the list. Uh, in Italy. Indiana! In Italy, the Poosh founder uh, partied with her three kids, Mason, Penelope, and Rain. Remember Poosh? I'm that's, sorry, I just pooshed. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> Is that her lifestyle yeah, brand, yeah. Poosh? Trying to be like Goop, I guess. Yeah. Poosh. Poosh. I just pooshed in my pants. Oh, I brought you please. Trippy fart. But she, uh, she, she partied. Poosh, poosh, and queef. 
<laughs> the award-winning triple line from Kourtney Kardashian. The Poosh found her party with her three kids nominally for her sister Kylie's 22nd birthday. With the subtle scent of salmon. Several other family members were there, as was her ex, Scott Disick, with whom she shares her children and <sighs> his girlfriend, Sophia Ritchie. Now, in Idaho, Courtney and her kids... We're going to Idaho, kids! ...hung with her sister, sister Kendall. Uh, one social media user commented, Courtney, this is why people say you don't work, girl. Girl. And she replied, so she clapped back. She clapped back. We all have our priorities, so I'll be making memories with my kids and amazing people while living my life to the absolute fullest. And then a fight broke out between commenters who praised her for prioritizing her kids over at work and others who said, as working moms, they were dedicated to family, too. Mm. And so Courtney clapped back again. So she clapped back at the mothers? She says, who says I'm not a working mom? Because I most definitely am. Working moms can oh my be God. dedicated, of course. As women, we should be supporting each other for what allows us to be our best, not being so critical and judgmental of each other. We all do things our own way. Damn, did they, they counterattack with the clap salvo? I don't think so. There was not. Underlying her point, she wrote, a travel diary coming soon. Can't wait. On Poosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess there's a, there must be an Instagram account because it says at Poosh. Poosh. Yeah, at Splooge. <laughs> Splooge. Splooge. We need to start our own lifestyle brand called Jake Chill. Splooge. <laughs> All right. So anyhow, uh, oh, she's, well, that's her. Uh, that's her fight song. Yeah, I guess so. Live it, to be girl. honest, though, following her on Instagram, I don't follow her on Instagram, but I follow her through all the pages of uh, TMZ and all that stuff as I put together stuff for the Hollywood trash. And I, to be honest, I've never seen her do anything but vacation. I know. Yeah. Well, that's, never. That's what her job is. That is her job. <laughs> yep. Well, she's working hard then. Well, just consult Poosh if you want to find out what she's up to. Rami Malek is head over heels for Lucy Boynton. Yeah, she's great. Who is she? She she plays his love interest in uh, in, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. She's gorgeous. She's also in the movie uh, Sing Street. Uh, And he essentially shouted it from the rooftops via GQ. (laughs) September issue. The Oscar winner brings GQ along shopping for his 25-year-old love to the Goop store. Oh, my God. Oh, well, that's right next to Poosh. Yeah, I guess right across so. from uh, Gash Goop, Poosh, and Smegma. And Gash. <laughs> On the corner of Smegma and Gash. Uh, so, and he buys no, her. No, no, you're looking for Fomunda. And, and in this, uh, he buys her, of all things, jasmine-scented deodorant. And he questioned uh, the store closely about whether or not the deodorant has aluminum in it. This is, I'm, I'm revealing what went on during this little segment, okay? Excuse me, does this have aluminum in it? Uh, Get out! When told that it did not, he said, she'll be so chuffed. She will be chuffed. Yeah. Uh, he Wait, then, is he British? Yeah. No, no right? he is not. Well, no, I'm sorry. He's um, he's Egyptian initially. Uh, his parents are from Egypt. and uh, but He's American. He's, he, right, he's, he's an American actor. They cover this a little bit later in the story. Uh, he said... Um, it was not the best ending for the really trying aspect of them moving their entire lives. He got people from Cairo to Los Angeles to start anew. There you go. So, uh, but yeah, he's American. I'm sorry. Uh, so he then reportedly asks the salesperson to take the deodorant and wrap it painstakingly in black cloth in a jewelry box and then throw the necklace into a deceptively informal <gasps> goop shopping bag. That way, when Lucy opens the deodorant, she'll think she's been mildly punked and then he'll hit her with the hidden necklace. This is great! Is it, though? This is great what he's doing! Uh-huh. 
This is better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, He's so giving her a surprise present. Discussing the... It's pe- great! The perils of... <laughs> At what point does he go to the rooftop and start shouting that he loves her? Uh, discussing the perils... Sorry, of- I caused an avalanche. <laughs> Of finding happiness and love in Hollywood, he he observed. Hollywood gets this rap of a lot of lascivious, nasty things uh, that take place within the confines of pre-production to post-production in studios and agents and whatnot. If you can find any type of happiness in it, latch on. Exactly. Now, on his family, he shared insight into his parents' uh, reaction into his chosen career. He told GQ of his uh, immigrant parents... Uh, he said, my parents weren't exactly in love with the idea of me being an actor. They came to this country from Egypt, so uh, we could have a very successful life. They put every dollar they had in our education. And to see it being thrown into this game of risk and chance that for many seemed destined for failure. But he said it was not the best ending to the really trying aspect of them moving their entire lives. That up people from Cairo to Los Angeles to start anew. But in a way, he's like... Obviously, it worked out for him. Stop and think about it. So he plays Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury has the same sort of situation with his parents, right? Pakistani, or not that thrilled about his choice of music. So there you go. He could feel that. He could sense it. Kind of lived it. Yeah. He lived it, Dottie. Uh, Robert De Niro's company, Canal Productions, has filed a $6 million lawsuit against a former employee. What happened? What the hell are you doing? This is interesting. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's defending himself. He's prosecuting in court. Yeah. Uh, in the suit, De Niro's company is accusing Chase Robinson, listen to this, of embezzling money and binge-watching Netflix on the job. <laughs> I will bring you down, baby. Yeah. I will bring you down to Chinatown. So apparently this person was watching Netflix all day while working, I, I, I guess. So do they consider the embezzling drawing a paycheck while doing nothing, or was he actually also in and above that embezzling from the company? Uh, I, I think it was above that. Okay. Embezzling and... Basically Netflix. not working, just hanging out and watching Netflix. Now, or it was a girl, Chase is her name. Her her 2019 salary was reportedly over $300,000. Wow. And her title was VP of Production and Finance. You blow it! So, yeah, you're out of here. <laughs> uh, okay, so more. I I'd reported on uh, Katie Holmes and Jamie Foxx. Hey, uh, excuse me, Holmes. There is now a report from Page Six that uh, they have split after six years together. I saw that this morning. Uh, the Daily Mail is reporting likewise, Preston, and it, it, it shook me to the quick. Uh, pictures of Fox <laughs> with singer Sila Vave or Vave. I'm not sure how you say her last name. We, we saw these pictures, and, and she was being re- reported as a sort of a protege that he was squiring right. around town, getting her used to the industry. Mm-hmm. It looked a little bit more intimate than that. So they were published over the weekend and a spy overheard Holmes telling uh, pals at La La Esquina restaurant in New York City, what Jamie does is his business. We haven't been together for months. Wow. That is a spy said that uh, Katie Holmes said that. She was just coming out of gash. Uh, Yeah, it was next to Poosh and down the street from Goop. Uh, The Bachelorette alum, Hannah Brown, is now vying for a trophy on Dancing with the Stars. Oh. They've moved her over there. Well, uh, well, this is like a shell game of is. the talentless. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after breaking up with her fiancé, Jed Wyatt, uh, the quasi-rekindling thing with Tyler Cameron, uh, and then he opted to date Gigi Hadid. Brown has now opened up on social media about struggling the stress of heartbreak in the spotlight. I want to dance. She will report... <laughs> She will reportedly compete in season 28 of the ABC show, though the network uh, refused to confirm the reports, but the word is she's she's going to do it. So Has it? They're going to reveal it uh, on the 21st, so tomorrow. 
Has Dancing with the Stars lost a little bit of steam, or is, how's it how's it performing in the ratings? Do we know? I mean, it's twenty eighth season, they, and they changed the format a little bit. They do more of like a big production as opposed to just coming out the two of them dancing. It's like now they do these big. I just remember uh, I forget who it was, but I remember the guy's performance involved like uh, dancing bears behind them. And I was like, okay. oh, like production. So John Schneider was was just in. He was talking about it, Kathy. Do you remember? And he said that they whoever ended up winning the season he was on. I think he was on the most recent one. Um, everybody even. There, who had competed, was like, really? That's who won. So they. they but was so, it because their production was bigger? Or no, it's because of the of the viewers. Oh, the voting. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyhow, the so full, it's more popularity contest. Mm. The full cast will be revealed uh, tomorrow on Good Morning America. So we can't wait. Can't wait. Who's, who's the you, Ginger Z? That's the one you like on that. Too. I love her. Yeah, I do love her on Good Morning America. Yes. Uh, let's see what else I have here for you. Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, and Steve Carell are ready for their close-ups in the newly released trailer for Apple's The Morning Show, the drama which already has a two-season, twenty-episode order. Features an inside look at the life of morning news show host. So it's going to be a drama. It's going to be be a comedy. It's going to be a drama. A dramedy is what I've heard. So it's going to be a serious show with elements elements of comedy. Yeah. However, they say it's going to go into territory that is Matt Lauer esque and Charlie Rose esque. Interesting. And uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then one last thing, fans are getting their look at the politician, an eight uh, episode series from Ryan Murphy. Uh, which marks his first with Netflix. I uh, famously signed a $300 million deal with the streamer in February of 2018, and the story will follow Ben Platt as Peyton Hobart, a young man who dreams of becoming president of the United States. And it will have Gwyneth Paltrow, Jessica Lange, Lucy Boynton, who we were just talking about, and Dylan McDermott also to appear. Hmm. So, so he's supposed to be a gay candidate, which is drawing comparisons to Pete Buttigieg. Okay. Uh, so that that's what they're saying that might be about. And... American Horror Story, Preston, which I disconnected from from a, uh, a while ago. Have you seen the commercials for the upcoming season? No. It looks to for be. What? I'm sorry. Space. It looks American Horror Story. It oh, looks no. to be an homage uh, to Camp Crystal Lake Ooh. and to all of that stuff. So cool. those those sort of summer, okay, Friday the Thirteenth movies, sex cool. and yes. sex and murder and bikini, yeah. uh-huh. you know, camp counselors, and that looks like where they're going. And if okay. that's the case, I'm on board. Nice, I like it. All right, we're all set for the clips. So Pose takes a peek into the LGBT ballroom culture of New York in the 1980s. And here, uh, India Moore explains why the show is important for transgender representation. Here we go. I mean, it's a really important show to a lot of people. This is the first time that so many people are seeing themselves represented on TV, you know, Um, especially like young queer people, especially young black and brown queer people, you know, not only seeing themselves represented, but like, you know, these are our life stories. These are experiences being shared for the world to see. Uh, (laughs) That one's always good. I like that too. The season, <laughs> the season two finale of Post is on tonight at 10 o'clock on the FX. Here's the next clip. The Detour chronicles the family road trip from hell resulting in the family fleeing to Alaska to evade a crime accusation. In this clip, co-stars Jason Jones and Samantha B discuss the family aspects of the show. It's more thematically and, and how a family can fall apart when you're and taken build, out of your comfort zone. And also build itself back together again, I would right, say. Right, right. Fall up, like, how, I guess it's stretch itself to its, stretch itself to its not breakable point, but bandable point. Bam. Uh, the season four finale of The Detour is on tonight, 1030 on TBS. And there you go. 
Love did. It was good. It was informative. We learned a whole bunch of things. Rami Malik did this incredible gift thing that was Oh, my God. It just set you on your ear, didn't it? (laughs) She thought it was going to be a... Like a necklace yeah, from, yeah. from Gash, but it turned out to be a queef from Poosh. Yeah. Wow. Yep, yep. Uh, complete with deodorant. All right, so we have a Tattoos Day taking place today. You want to win, you're free. Preston and Steve Tattoo from our friends at World Famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. Text the word tattoo to 39333. You just might win. We'll grab a random texter at some point this morning and give that away. Uh, we have some of the people that are behind this movie, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, uh, who are going to be in the studio uh, today. And we also have a little thing we're going to do with Nick when we come back in a moment that involves him in an inflatable T-Rex uh, costume. Is history going to be made? History no. will be made. No. No. Uh, <laughs> but I tell you what, beer will be given away because I got a case of Yards Philly Pale Ale. Wow. I'll take caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. Everybody's favorite summer beer is hoppy, citrus, and refreshing. Look for Philly Pale Ale in bottles and cans wherever Yards beers are sold, including historic Rocky Hill Inn. In Tavern in Rocky Hill, New Jersey. Caller 10. If you're at least 21, you get it. 215-263-WMMR. The number. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Jackson's heading to someone's backyard. And you get to choose who wins. We've got three finalists, but only one of them will enjoy four hours of fame and kick off their Labor Day weekend in style. Head to WMMR.com now and vote for the backyard you like best. The winner gets Jackson broadcasting live in their backyard on Friday, August 30th with lots of Hatfield meats for the grill and some beer for your fridge. Jackson's Backyard Broadcast, presented by Hatfield Meats. Look for their bold new bacon packaging. Simply Hatfield and 90. 33 WMMR. Everything that rocks. For those of you who've been uh, listening to the Preston and Steve show for a number of years, I think it was back in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were getting ready for a uh, running of the Santas event. And uh, so we're like, wow, this is going to be great. You know, hundreds. At that time, it was hundreds of people. It wasn't the thousands that it was. It was still in the beginning. Maybe hundreds of people. And but it's anyhow. happening, what, at 8 o'clock, right? Yeah, so it's happening at 8 o'clock. Oh, that's perfect. That's great. South Street is going to be taking place. We'll send Nick down there, dress as Santa, get in with the crowd. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Run through, and, and it'll be, you know, hear lots of noise. People will be fired up, going bar to bar, having a good time. Yeah. So we send Nick down to the the, the location, South Street. Where we, we were jealous. Gonna, yeah. We yeah, couldn't I'm go. We wanted to be there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're all set to go with him. He's dressed as Santa Claus, and we check in with him. Nick, how's the crowd there? Well, guys, it's just me. Wait a second. Is this when Nick actually was on the rollabout, too? Did he? This is right after he so. tore no. his, his, his Achilles heel. No, no, no. This is well before he this. ran. He ran for that. He ran he in the first okay. one. Okay. Uh, so anyhow, um, and it, it turns out it was supposed to be at 8 p.m., not at 8 a.m. And... It actually led to us doing it several years in a row of just Nick running by himself down the street on South Street the morning of with the With a few vagrants. Yeah, 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 a few vagrants here and there. And uh, it's sort of a reminder of how stupid we are. So we're going to try our best to uh, relive moments like that this morning <laughs> in a way. Uh, because later on today, Marissa is hosting the Running of the Rexes. At the uh, Philly Pops fall season kickoff is taking place, and that's why they're doing it. So that'll be today at 1230, and uh, this will begin at the, uh, well, this is down by the Franklin Institute, but I'm stalling because I want the music to say. We need this music. I thought we would have had We did. It it disappeared. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. All all we have is this this stupid thing. All right, should we just do the stupid version of it? Would you like this? 
short because the uh, the new season of the uh, the Philly Pops. It's uh, Philly Pops goes to Hollywood. This is their first show, and it will include the theme from Jurassic Park as one of the uh, as one of the uh, musical features. And uh, it's also good. they're also going to be featuring uh, a lot of other cool stuff. But here it is. I think we have it. Yes. Thank you. So with that, we have one Mr. Nick McWayne in the city of Philadelphia dressed as a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And he's getting ready to run down the street. Nick, are you there? History will be made this morning, Preston. We're looking at a picture of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I amazing. did not know your head was going to be sticking out of that thing. That's, uh, that looks amazing. So, yeah. basically, Nick, your your head sticks through the tracheotomy wound in the uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Uh, so, what were you going to say, Nick? Uh, history will be made. I don't know. I don't, um, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good because I can't uh, hear you guys that well, but... <laughs> Uh, that's because I have a Tyrannosaurus Rex on, and uh, I, I love this costume. It's a lot of fun. I am uh, I'm standing on the steps of the Franklin Institute under the shadow of uh, Spider Man. You mentioned Tom Holland a minute ago, Preston, and we are right underneath the uh, the Franklin Institute banner with the Marvel exhibit, which is pretty cool. And then we're going to run across the street uh, to the Academy of Natural Sciences. We will end <laughs> at the dinosaur statue over there. And uh, man, if you guys remember how much fun the uh, the running of the Santa was with all of those people that showed up and were cheering me on, there are just <laughs> as many people here today. I'll bet. And by the way, yeah. so you so you're starting at the Franklin Institute and going to the Academy of Natural Sciences, uh, which is perfect because that's actually the reverse of the run that they're going to do later today. <laughs> so we even got that backwards. Yeah, but that's in keeping with the spirit of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, also yeah. when you did the running of the Santa. You had a better uh, um, um, field of vision. You're running in. I, I think the Tyrannosaurus costume is, is just hilarious. So no matter what, somebody wearing it, it just looks funny. Um, you have a fair amount of running to do, but your vision is obscured. Do you foresee any issues? Yeah, I'm going to fall down the steps. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an issue. By the way, this is on Instagram Live, right, uh, Marissa? No, it's on Facebook, Facebook Live. Live. Okay, so we are doing it on Facebook. And uh, you can now see Nick in all his glory as a Tyrannosaurus Rex standing on the steps of the Franklin Institute uh, doing some kind of bizarre motion. We're uh, taking a that's dump. How, that's how the T-Rex walks, Preston. Oh, okay. I was not aware. So we're, so we're going for uh, accuracy here. Yeah, this is historically accurate. Are those the very same sneakers that Tyrannosaurus Rex would wear? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just do it. Uh, okay, so you're going to run from the Franklin Institute to the Academy of Natural Sciences, and we're going to chronicle this. On the radio. Facebook and and the radio. This will be going on later on today. There's going to be a few uh, T-Rexes that are doing it. Marissa's going to be hosting it at 1230. And immediately after the race, uh, they're going to have uh, Beatles stand-ins that are going to recreate the Abbey Road cover at 20th and race and perform Beatles songs and honor the Pops' second show, which is Pops Rocks Abbey Road. And MMR, it says here, we'll be here giving away free tickets to the Philly Pops Franklin Institute and Academy of Natural Sciences. That's when you're going to be there later today, Marissa. So 1230 is when that's taking place. So this is just a commemorative run. Absolutely. That we're going to do. Uh, Nick, how far is it from the Franklin Institute to the Academy of Natural Sciences? It is the perfect distance uh, for me. It's less than one block. Less oh, than one block. Perfect. perfect. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Perfect. I love taking in both those uh, those places when I'm in the area. They're, just, they're both great. Are you ready for the run, Nick? 
Are you guys ready for the run? <laughs> oh, we're ready. We we can't yeah. wait. All right, uh, Nick, whenever you're set, and we're going to follow this uh, video. Uh, we're watching this on live on Facebook Live. So uh, should we say, what, what do you think? On your mark, get set, go. On or? your mark, get set, Jurassic. <laughs> okay. On your, all, right. okay. <laughs> all right, you ready, Nick? I am ready. On your mark, get set, Jurassic. <laughs> I didn't know T-Rexes giggled like this. Yes, they do. <laughs> Man. It's the damn thing. Uh, listen, the, the legs are, are kind of short in that costume. Sure, and the hands are virtually impossibly short. It's true. Are you wearing the little T-Rex gloves? Yeah, T-Rex uh, has to wear gloves for safety purposes. All right, and as you're as you're heading down, uh, any people watching you, or is is it completely barren in the city this morning? I think Matt Rovine drove by. <laughs> Matt Rovine, our Former friend. sales uh, yes. salesman here at uh, WMMR. We're watching the video of Nick <laughs> running down the sidewalk. You look good. Of, of Philadelphia as a T-Rex. He does look good, doesn't he? It's authentic, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Is, it, is it restrictive at all, Nick? It's restrictive in its ability to run. Holding the phone is difficult because of the T-Rex's short arms. And now we're going to uh, stop traffic because this is uh, an official parade. <laughs> Yes, I think uh, there should be police support there, right? He's just running right across the street. <laughs> he's going to get hit by a truck. I have a green light, guys. Oh, did he? Right. Yeah. Oh, and now he's got to wait for the light to cross. No, no, no. There's a guy who's listening. What's your name? Pat. Pat's the guy that came out. Everybody give Yay! Hey! Hey! The guy that came out. He's at a happening. That's great. Oh, Look at that. City Hall in the background. It's majestic and beautiful. It is beautiful. beautiful as a dinosaur runs through these <laughs> city streets of Philadelphia. Only to be replicated later on in a more efficient and entertaining way. How far are you from the end, uh, Nick? Oh, my God, Preston. I made it. Oh, my God. He's there. Yeah! They said it couldn't be done. We say it shouldn't have been done, but the, it has been done. Uh, the official running of the Rex. Is now in the history books. Maybe you you may have witnessed a yearly event, folks. Who knows? Or not. Quite possible. Or not. Or something that we say. Remember when we made that huge mistake? Uh, but the, the real event is going to be later on today at 1230. Now, that'll be fun. I'd love to All see right. multiple Jurassic. Uh, this, to me, Preston, my, I told you yesterday, one of my favorite videos is the uh, guy in the T-Rex costume on the uneven parallel bars. It's hilarious. hilarious. Yes. I, I, yeah. I love that. All right, uh, Nick, nice work, sir. You've uh, added another notch in your belt yes. in your broadcast career. Well, I'm so glad Pat showed up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and thanks for Pat. Yes, thanks thank to you. Pat thank you, for Pat. being there. All right, Nick, you can come on home. After all that, come on back to the studio, okay? See you guys shortly. There we go. I think we've seen the birth Jesus. of the Nickassic period. Yeah. I mean, that bit didn't even come with giveaways for the listeners. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> that was like it was useless. It was like totally useless. What we did give away... We gave away regret yeah. for spending uh, the last five minutes with us. We gave yeah. people time to run to the bathroom. Well, we just let them know that at 1230 today, <laughs> yes. Marissa will be there with a series of Rexes to kick off the Philly Pops fall season. No, so, that um, I would like to see. I love the idea of what they're doing. I love this whole thing. Yeah, she's going to be giving away tickets uh, to the Philly Pops, Franklin Institute, and Academy of Natural Sciences. And not only uh, Jurassic Park. They're not just covering that with uh, Pops Goes to Hollywood, but uh, the Avengers 
and Black Panther and all those wonderful orchestrations are going to be performed by the Philly Pops. And you said the Beatles as well? That's another show. Yeah, this is uh, Pops Rocks Abbey Road. And you remember Ringo was in Caveman. Uh, he was. So that's, so uh, that's all ties, ties right in. in. I went to a Philly Pops uh, Beatles performance a few years ago. They let me uh, do the uh, be the conductor for the opening uh, number, and it was awesome. It was phenomenal. How amazing. Loved it, yeah. loved it, loved it. So uh, we're very lucky that we have such a talented orchestra here in Philadelphia. So there you go. Yeah, uh, man. Later on today, 1230, you can stop by and possibly win some uh, free tickets. So we got a little bit of time to chit-chat here, folks. There was a um, a suggestion that came out from Energy Star, which is a federal program managed uh, jointly by the Department of Energy and the Environmental Protection Agency that provides information to consumers about energy efficiency practices that not only save consumers money, but also improve air quality and protect the environment. And you want to hear the recommendations that they have? Yeah. So let let us have it because I know I'm going to be sick. (laughs) According to Energy Star, keeping your central air thermostat set to 78 degrees is optimal for both cooling and energy efficiency, but this recommendation only applies to the times when you're at home. When you're not at home, you should keep the thermostat at 85 degrees or higher. So that, uh, optimal mm. for what? Like uh, for saving money and uh, environmentally conscious. Well, right. Yeah, but you're sweating in your house, so you're not. You're away from the house. They're saying. Yeah, 85 you're away from the house. You're not there. Okay, 78, still hot. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm oh, with uh, you. Uh, no, I'm right with you too. I. It's uh, by the way, whatever happened to you keep it at a certain temperature, and then that's the most efficient way to do it. Because if you vacillate up and down, right, up and down. It's... So if you let it get warmer, then you have to it, it... cool it down. Right. I always thought if you kept it at a st- wasn't that what we've heard well, for I've been, years. I've been told by the the maintenance company that I, you shouldn't. Uh, so like, if say you do have it at eighty five, and you come home, and then you want it, you know, now at seventy three, like. Like having that big of a difference is yeah. not energy efficient at all. Mm. And the same thing, like you're saying, now it's it's working even more to cool down the house. So I we have uh, the inverters, not the central air. You know the the the, the units yeah. that are up on the walls throughout the house, and that essentially is our central air. Uh, so in the in the lower on the lower floor when we're down there, I have it at about seventy six between seventy six and seventy eight is a comfortable temperature with the ceiling fans on, a nice Oof. circulation of air. It's comfortable. When I go to sleep, though, I want it cool. I want it comfortable. So yeah. I put it between 70 and 72. Oh, wow. I have it below 70 at my house. Do you? Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So here's the deal. If in my household you wanted things to end up in a murder-suicide, yeah, keep everything at about <laughs> 78 degrees because I get, I get a little fussy when it gets warm and when I start sweating. Like, I get... Uh, there's, there, we know, and, and there's we know. No, and you saw it. You guys have witnessed it. I did the show with my shirt off because yeah. of the stupid right. air That's right. conditioning so in this. But fussy, like, fussy's a good word for you. I, and and uh, I do you have, do you have fans? Do you, do you have fans, like ceiling fans and things circulating the air? I do, and I, and I have that on as well. But what I'm saying is is when I when I get hot in areas where, like, I'm not supposed to be hot, and, uh, like, I get fussy, and, and I can't help it. Like, it's... Um, it's it's it trust just me. I know it's my mood. Uh, same and, here. I yeah. get agitated and I get a headache. Yeah. So I when listen. If I go outside, I know you agree as well. If I'm outside and I'm doing activities, I'm doing yard work and it's hot and I'm sweat. That's I'm it's supposed to be. Right. I'm out there. I'm I'm good to go. Exactly. It's no problem. But when I come inside, if it's humid, my wife. 
who is part salamander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, she, I love her to death, but she can sleep in, in just... Yeah, Rochelle's the same way. It's... Hope. What, that's warm? What, yeah. Oh, oh my no. God. She's on the third floor of an 1880 Victorian yeah, yeah. farmhouse. Well, I purposely had the inverter put in over her beds. I said, please turn this on. Just pull the humidity out of the room. How can you possibly get any sleep like that? And, but she does? She, she'll she do it. And I'm like, I'll go in and go, oh, God, honey. Yeah. Thank God we don't sleep in the same room. Well, this has been a lifelong debate for my mom and my dad. And, you know, (laughs) growing up in the house for years, I've I've seen it all. My mom came home. It's funny that you said 78. My mom came home the other day. My dad was home. She, She walked in from work. So it was the middle of the day during this, like, you know heat warning she walked in and the, the thermostat i was on the phone with her she goes the thermostat is set at 78 degrees oh my God. she yelled at him she goes i don't want to go to bed in my bathing suit <laughs> <laughs> so he was sitting in the house at, at 78 and but then when it you know with them with them when it's when it's cold out you know he's got it set at like 64 <laughs> for me That's for me funny. the big issue is pulling that the humidity out of the air yeah. and then keeping and so keeping it on I will. T- I'll come home. I'll come home, and the you know that nothing's on. Even the the fan in the kitchen. Really? And I'm like, what in the f? How? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. How can you live? I can't believe how dependent on um, the central air in my house I've become because yeah. I never. I I didn't have my first air conditioner until I was 19 years old. I slept in this all the time. All that, like all I had in my bedroom was a fan, you know, and that's all we had. I had a window over my bed. Hopefully, it was there was a light breeze or a fan that would just basically turn your room into a convection oven. And I was fine with it. And then I uh, I got married and we bought a house, and that house had had central air. And I have never. And looked it's back the greatest since. thing ever. It is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. It, listen, Case- everyone talks about oh the future, the future generations. I want to be comfortable when I sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Case, and we're not sure that's going to happen anyway. Case, I had a window unit in my bedroom growing up. And in the oh, middle of the night, lucky. in the middle of the night, my dad would come in and turn it off. So oh. we would always wake up sweating. Ooh. And I was on the second floor. I, I would have sometime during the night went into his room and pissed <laughs> on him. <laughs> because uh, I would have, Casey, about the same. I was probably like 19, 20. We got one unit. in, yeah. And the unit was in the den. <laughs> and I stopped sleeping in my bed. And would sleep on the couch all the freaking time in the in the in the den. Yeah, I've always grown up with central air, so it's always been a part of my life. Oh, but, look uh, at you, uh, privilege. What? Uh, but I I am the same way. I need a call. I'm curious as to who keeps it really cold uh, uh, in in our listing audience because I I think 72 is the perfect uh, is the perfect temperature. I'm happy with a fan around it with a fan blowing right circulate the air. Yeah, yeah I like I the usually like keep air. A, yeah, so I have the ceiling fan above me going, and I have it at between 70 and 72. My neighbor, we were talking over the weekend, she keeps hers at 66. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, See, the that's thing really is, cool. 66. I you would, know what? It depends on, on the units in the house, too. Yeah, like, yeah. like my Your thermostat ha- may not be all that accurate, right. I think, sometimes. Well, so oh. my house was built. They told us that one unit was fine. We didn't need two. After the house was built and, like, the total square footage of it, it should have been two units. Yeah. Okay. yeah. See, the thing that's is, what we did. I'm yeah. sorry, Casey, just to jump in. There were There were three units in the house towards the front of the house. You know how these houses, you know, in Philadelphia houses are all, 
you know, narrow width and long going back. And so I'm like, no, 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 we got to get, we have to get units towards the back of the house. This is not going to, I don't care how much they say they cover. Yeah. No. I should have had to. <laughs> yeah. I would actually keep my house colder if it wasn't for my mom living in the basement because whatever the house is, it it's, it's, always, cold. it's always colder in her area. We should actually probably have two central air units just so she can have her own. Do you know what I mean? I know this has become a big a big thing about like in the office and so on and so forth and, and battle of the sexes. I I get it. I get their 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 differences. However, I've always contended that once you are naked, you can do nothing more to cool off. Right. But you can put a blanket on. You can put another blanket on and get warmer. You don't have the option once you've hit bare-ass naked. Right. Man, you guys would be surprised at the amount of texts I see coming in that are saying that they keep it in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And, and even colder at night. Like, I had somebody that said 61 at night. Holy oh, hell. That's, man. That's crazy I cold. consider 71, 72 with the fan blowing cool. Mm-hmm. So I sleep with, uh, I'm, I'm a pillow hog. Uh, so I, I sleep with, I have about... Six to eight pillows on my bed at wow. one time uh, because I sleep with uh, with two on my head, one in my arms, and one between my legs. And what I will do as as the night goes on, I will rotate those out for colder pillows. Right. As, as so, I'll wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'll switch my warm pillow between my legs and get a nice cool one and put it back in there. Uh, so. dude, dude, I'm. I never knew that I wasn't the only person who liked the cold side of the pillow until I started watching ESPN, and that became like, oh, he's cooler than the other side of the pillow. I was like, oh, I thought I was the only one who liked that. So I sleep on my back, and I and I seldom go to the side or anything. So that that doesn't become an issue. Yeah, Uh, and uh, which is weird because I spent most of my life sleeping on my stomach, and now that's not the case at all. So Remind the, me, I have a study about sleeping on your side, stomach, and back, and yeah. the type of personalities. I'll bring that okay. up in, uh, another time. So, um, but uh, that that whole thing, it used to be a joy when we didn't have any air conditioning. When yeah. you flip the pillow, oh. Oh, oh, it'd be so whoa. nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I am definitely a stomach sleeper because if I sleep on my, my I'm a back, pillow biter. <laughs> well, um, I'll choke on my spit and die. <laughs> so I have to. Yeah, uh, I have to sleep on my stomach. But at um, down the shore where uh, we have window air units. I literally sleep with it at 64 degrees. Literally. Wow. Literally. Uh, let me go to Barbara. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Hi. How are you doing? Good. What's up, Barbara? Um, we have uh, air, central air in our house, which we keep set at like 75, but we have window units for our bedrooms. Um, and my bedroom, I keep it set at 61 sleep. So let, wow. me, let me clarify this. You have central air, yet you also add on window units? Yes, because it doesn't keep the upstairs cool enough. All right, oh. sixty-one. Oh, so you know what you need? Yeah, you probably need a two-unit um, uh, right. deal in your house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. the house is big enough, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so sixty-one. Yeah, and if it could go lower, I would put it lower. But that's the lowest that that window unit will go. Wow, and it. <laughs> I like it cool, but that's too cold. It Me has personally. to right. Me it personally. has to sound yeah. like a turbine engine in your all night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I have a fan going too. Okay. Oh, there man. You go. There you go. At a certain point, you're. Barbara, do you share the bed with anybody? 
No, we are like um, like Steve. My husband and I sleep in separate beds. Yeah, my wife and I do the same thing. I, yep. it, it, it's a and, godsend. And it's mainly because of that. Two reasons. Uh, the, the temperature and my wife, I like to sleep with the TV on. So those are, those are two yeah. things same that, that I'm... Same thing. <laughs> our wives need to sleep together. They, say, they should be lesbians and we need to be homosexuals. Uh, but but <laughs> same reason. Same reason because I would not get a good night's sleep if I were sharing the same uh, sleeping conditions as her. it's They're just opposite. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Matthew. Hey, Matthew, good morning. Ah, Durka, Durka, Durka. Hey, what's up, buddy? Um, so I didn't realize how dependent I was on air conditioning until I got to college my freshman year, and I lived on the seventh floor of a dorm with uh, none of the rooms were air conditioned. Um, and I couldn't sleep when it was like 90, 95 degrees, so I would actually leave my dorm and go sleep in the common area. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was that on the lowest floor. No, no, the common area of the seventh floor has oh. air conditioning. Oh, listen, okay. I, would on, I would just sleep on the couch in the common area because I couldn't stand the heat. Matthew, yeah. and you know, honestly, if you if you ever tried, I remember as a kid, I would sleep in little what I would call sleep packets for like fifteen, twenty, <laughs> and you'd wake up and and you were waking up all the time because of the uncomfortability. When you get that AC, when you get that whole thing, and you get you're able to sleep through the night. And I've heard this study. I don't know if I'm now repeating what is it, what is a lie, but I remember. I think even you were the one who reported. It. We initially got the information. Between 68 and 72 is the optimum temperature to sleep at for human for beings. a human being. Mm-hmm. So yeah. come on, yeah. Uh, let's go to Larry. Hey, Larry. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Larry? Sorry to bother you at work. It's okay. No, it's good. But uh, what do you want to tell us? I keep my room set to 62 degrees. I have one of them really big high-pressure fans that blow directly on me all night in my sheets. Wow, yeah. 62. And That's pretty just, cold. You, and so are, are, you bundled, uh, are you bundled up with sheets, or do you just sleep? I, I have one sheet. My wife, she gets bundled up underneath five blankets. She, <laughs> she's like, get that fan off me. Yeah. Has that ever been uh, come to an issue where she's like, I can't take it anymore? Uh, last night, yeah, she wanted to go out in the living room. <laughs> I want to be with another man. Thanks, Larry. Uh, so so Brent- that's the deal, Steve. I do like it cold in the room, but I do sleep with blankets on. I like to. I like. I do like to snuggle up. <laughs> I have. I have one blanket, and I, I sleep with my my legs pretty much out from underneath, and um, so I'm, I'm I'm there. But I'll tell you what. So when we sit in the living room watching TV, I have the Dyson. They call it a wind multiplier. That's just a pompous name for a fan. Yeah. But I but I point it at um I point it directly at me and if it's just an inch in her area, could you move the fan? Oh my god. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. By the way, if you're just tuning in and uh, Energy Star, this federal program uh has said that in order to uh, keep your central air uh, to keep it efficient, it's optimum for both cooling and energy efficiency. Keep your thermostat set at 78 degrees while you're at home. When you're not there, crank it up to 85. And then uh, you keep the temperature at 82 degrees or higher when you sleep. Do you know the CEO of Energy Star is? Heat miser. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't be able to sleep in that. My friend's house, uh, when when we were practicing, my band, we practiced at Jim's house and his parents... And it was all, it was a money thing about okay. them. It was for air conditioning. Yeah. Right. And they would only, only turn the AC on if it was absolutely unavoidable. If it was in the 90s, they would turn the air conditioning. Otherwise, windows open and just deal with it. So I conversely, I hated that. Let, let, here's the litmus test. Then in the winter, <laughs> does, is, is the, is the heat, Cold. is the heat kept down? 
I would assume, right? I, or, that was the same thing with my dad. It was probably. it was more about um, the money and and what the bill was going to be than it was if we if he was hot or cold. Okay. Yeah. Did you have a kerosene heater when you were growing up? Uh no, we didn't. No, we okay. didn't. But we had. Um, Oh God! What do we used to call Electric it? Electric blankets? No, we so we had like a hot, you know, the hot water heater. Yeah, he would turn it off. So what? you, yeah. So if you didn't remember to turn it on, <laughs> you, and how and, long does that take to heat it up? It would take about 10, 15 minutes to heat up. So if you were, were to go in and to get and get in the shower, it'd be freezing cold. Then uh. you'd have to, you know, get out of the shower, get dressed, go downstairs, turn it back. Come it was like on. constant yelling at each other. <laughs> then just turn go, the heater on. Just go. Just go. Become a fur trapper. Then if that's yeah. that's the lifestyle you want. Have these energy star people ever? Spent a, a summer in the in the Northeast where it's humid, well, or, or like are these guys all in these low humidity places? I don't know where they are, but I'll tell you this: it was a shock decades ago coming to to Philadelphia and how freaking humid it is here. Surprisingly so. Like yesterday was like a like a warm fart when you stepped outside. It was horrible. I, I came here from in July. I was in the desert. Yes. It was 110 degrees, and it was worse here in the 90s. <laughs> uh, let me go to Chris. Hi, Chris. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, bud. What do you want to tell us? I set my thermostat for my center at 59 degrees all summer long. <laughs> okay, so 59. just give me an indicator as to what your monthly electric bill is. Um, Like three, three fifty, four hundred dollars $400. Okay. That's a lot. Hey, Chris, That's a lot, I, yeah. I, you know, I apologize if this is a, a rude question, but are you a bigger guy? Um, 250-ish. Okay. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, because I, I got like, you know, I got some extra uh, cushion. So I... Um, to better the pushing. Yeah. No, no. So like, I, I and I think I just run a little... That's part of it? I yeah. think I run a little hotter run than, a little hot. than most people. But I, I'm, I, listen, I run, I think I'm... I'm warm. I'm hot blooded. Check it and see. No, I, I think I I tend to run a little warmer as well. Yeah. You know. See, I'm always like I'm always moving at my house. I'm always doing something. I rarely sit down. I've said this to you guys. You're before. pouring wine. No, always rocking and rolling. <laughs> I always have to go and reach for the wine glass. You know what I mean? I can't reach. No, but like I don't sit down and watch. TV, so I'm constantly moving, yeah. running upstairs, laundry, this, that, whatever. So my house is actually set a little bit cooler than I think okay. you guys would expect, since I'm always so freezing here. Well, what'd you say it is normally? Um, so I would say comfortably. See, and that was my point of bringing up how many units we have in the house right. because there are points where it will be set at, at like 68, 69. But if I'm upstairs, it's about 72 upstairs. It's right. a shit. Yeah, so, warmer upstairs. That's why always. it kills me with my wife being on yeah. the third floor of the house and. You got to be out of your yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah, but if it's if she's cool, you know, I love her to death. Yeah. I married her. She's the woman for me, and uh, stand by her. But I will not explode into flames as she's chosen to do. <laughs> My wife sent me a text. She says, "Who keeps this really cold?" People that don't pay the bills in the house, and that's true as well. Like I don't ever see the electric bill. I don't. Yeah, you know I'm what? The same way. My homeowners association will not allow us to have solar panels, so uh, solar energy, okay. which I think you have a is homeowners association. Yeah, you believe you know, Are and you like you're why? not allowed to do anything in my neighborhood. You're not allowed to have a fence unless you have a pool, which Kathy means you're allowed to have a fence. So, like, why are some people allowed to have a fence and other people not allowed to have a fence? <laughs> well, because it it's illegal to have a pool without a fence. They probably but some have people to. have a fence. So, who cares? Yeah, right. Like, so yeah. you have a you have a standalone home, mm-hmm. and you have a homeowners yeah 
Group. Yeah, it's, sure, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a development. Yeah. I always tend to think that's more the product of like um, townhouses. Yeah, no, no, no. Do no, you, no, no, Preston? No, no, but uh, but some neighborhoods do have yeah. homeowners huh. associations. I gotta find Absolutely. out. I gotta find out when yeah. these meetings are because I gotta show up and raise I think a stink. You, you need you need to contour all your topiary into penises. Listen, there's a house around the corner from me that literally has had like a van on cinder blocks for like. But you can't have a fence. But I can't have a freaking <laughs> fence. I'm going to walk my dog every single time he's got to go to the bathroom, which sucks, man. I just want to open the back door and say, go. Go crap. Go yeah. poop. Yeah. Go sneakies. All right. Uh, we'll continue the first world problems here. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. go to Megan. Hey, Megan, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. You guys rock. Thank you, Megan. All right. So where, where do you keep your temperature at at home? So normally we keep it like a, like a cool 68. Not anything like abnormal. But earlier this summer, our air conditioning broke. And, like, day one, we were down in the basement. We were like, we live here now. We're not going upstairs. We, you know, down in the basement. Um, But when we rescheduled our new air conditioner to get put in, which was actually just yesterday, all last week, we were like, we put $800 of Freon in our place. We are using that up. So for the last, like, the last week and a half, we've had our air conditioning at 54, 55. 54 can, can you see your breath? Can you see your breath in the house? No. Yes. I mean, it is rigid. It was so cold. But let me tell you, because it's been hot, it's been glorious. I walk in, and I'm like, every inch of my body just feels so comfortable. Megan, I'm, that's hilarious. <laughs> we're paying for it. Yeah. We paid for it, so we're going to yeah. use it. Damn it. I was, like, I was like, we paid $800 for this. We're going to get the most out of it for sure. So it's been great. <sighs> called it the, the Great Bennett Freeze Out of 2020. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Do you, yeah. so, I love it. You Thanks, ever walk Megan. into a business that's where the AC is blowing? So I, I walk. I forget where I was, but yeah, I walked here every day at nine a.m. Oh, yeah. well, well, if you walk down on the on the, the where the, the fanatic is down that, I stopped going out that one. That lobby, and it happened a couple of days ago. I walked out and I had my sunglasses on. No, I walked back in and then walked the fog, back out. Fog. They fogged yeah. up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same thing here. Yep. Manja the other day was yeah. ice cold. I walked outside and my glasses fogged up immediately. <laughs> uh, well, whatever, man. It's a, if, if, if you want to be more energy efficient, it is recommended. You know what? Can I go to this um, Please. energy auditor real yes. quick here who can explain a thing or two and then we'll wrap up the segment. I'm going to go to Scott. Hi, Scott. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good. You're an uh, energy auditor, it says here. Right. So uh, my, I'm a home performance analyst is the fancy name for me. So I, I evaluate homes to figure out how to make them more energy efficient and comfortable. Mm-hmm. So like Barbara called up and, and, and Steve, you're talking about how your top floor is really hot. Yes. So I'm sure like the Energy Star suggestions, in addition to keeping the house at 78, is to air seal and insulate the building shell of the house so that you make it so that you you have a boundary between the hot and the cold and to make that as strong as possible. But doesn't heat normally rise within, within a, you know, a house and, and just the, this is an older right. house. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty well insulated, um, you know, but I mean, isn't that just a natural progression so, of well, heat? So, well, heat rises in the winter and cooling falls in the summer. So the, the air conditioning at the top of your house falls down to the lower floors. Um, so yeah, Cool falls and heat rises. What if you have a lizard woman living on the third floor? <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless if you have a lizard woman or you have Barbara who wants to keep the house at 62 degrees, like you still want to air seal and insulate your attic plane as much as possible. Right, right. The boundary between the hot attic and the yeah. room that you want comfortable. 
So, um, you know, Pico for $25 has an energy audit, and it will give you some advice, and it will give you some, a link to contractors who can um, make energy efficiency improvements on your house. Okay. Um, and so, you know, regardless of what temperature you want to keep the room, you still should have a well-sealed attic and seal up around the perimeter of the basement and, um, you know, air seal around windows and doors and, and have yeah. windows. Our attic is so well-sealed we don't have one. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Scott. If you, don't yeah. have, if, if you don't have an attic, you, you still have an attic up there, and if, if, if there's no access to it, then you definitely have a problem because you've got uh, – you know, you've got if it's from the 1920s, you've got insulation from the 1920s, which was virtually none when they built the house back then. Okay. So making access into the uh, into the attic spaces and then air sealing and insulating those attics or using spray foam is another great option. All right. Um, cool. To uh, to make your house more energy efficient. That's Appreciate possible, it. All right. Thanks, sure. Scott. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Uh, our attic when when you do go up in there for whatever reason, it's a thousand degrees. Yeah. Yep. It's insanely hot. Yeah. Uh, so I could see what he's talking about. I've never been in my attic. No, never been up there one time? No. It's where the ghosts live. Does it have a... Like a pull have, down. Yeah, it does? Yeah. And you could store stuff up there? I don't know. Do you ever go up and watch? <laughs> do you ever go up and watch old holiday movies? Does your family leave you up there locked? Well, <laughs> well, my like dad, in Christmas there, vacation. There's windows up there, so you know from the outside you can you know you there, oh. you know that there's something up there. But my dad said he wants to finish my attic and then just live up there, but never come down. And then when my neighbors go by, they say, "Did you ever see that man in the window at that house?" Uh-huh. That's what he wants. <laughs> we had my great grandmother lived in the in the attic of my my grandmother's house. It was uh, kind of her. They made a home up there for her. Do you remember that movie, The Sentinel, where the woman just sat in the window, just she was, oh. she was guarding the gateway to hell, and it was oh. yeah, it was, it was just. It was, just sat there all the time, just looking. I remember flowers in the attic where they had incest up there. In the, yeah, uh, in the attic. I, I, I vote for incest. Yeah, yep. you, you vote for that <laughs> rather than guarding the gate. Uh, I hell. will. Anyhow, uh, yeah, they recommend seventy-eight degrees while you are home, eighty-five degrees while you're not at home, eighty-two degrees while you're sleeping at night. That would not happen ever in or my house. Pretend ever. you never saw this report. Yeah, wow. <laughs> throw it, burn it, throw it. All out. right, we're gonna break. We're gonna come back in a minute. If that wasn't weird enough, I do have some bizarre files stories I will share with you, so stay there. We'll be back in just a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Dinosaur Pilo. Godsman. The Struts. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Let's do this. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Chorus Photography. Capturing all your awkward family photos since 2007. You can visit them at chorusphotography.com. So James White still has the marks on his leg from where the shark bit him three weeks ago. And the shark probably still has marks on its tail from where White's dog, Darby, bit it. Ha! It is a fish tail that White swears is true. He said, the first time I told somebody this, they were like, you are out of your mind. There's no way that that happened. You're an idiot. He said, and then I showed him the pictures, and I'm like, no, it absolutely happened. Now, tell me if you believe this guy or not, okay? All right. On July 21st, White was fishing uh, from the shore in Sonoma County, California, and because he was close to traffic, White left Darby, his one-year-old 100-pound pit bull in his car, parked a few yards away. 
After a while, White felt a strong tug on his line. He struggled to reel in whatever it was in the end of it. He said, I think it was about 10 minutes. The only way I think I was able to get the line in is because it was swimming towards me. Only when he got into shallow water did White see what he had hooked into. It was a six-foot, seven-gill shark. White went to remove the hook from the shark when it twisted, fell to the ground, and sank its teeth into White's ankle. He said immediately there was blood everywhere. The first bite punctured an artery. Mm. He said the pressure was intense, and as hard as White tried, he couldn't get the shark to release. He yelled to some fishermen a few hundred yards away for help before they could get to him, though someone else did, and that was Darby, his dog. He said after hearing White yell and struggle, the dog managed to open one of the car doors and race down a short hill to his owner. Wow. Darby launched himself at the shark. Did and the dog have a uh, an emergency kit with it? Maybe he did, yeah, and bit into the shark's gills, causing the shark to sink its teeth even deeper into white, and he said, I told him, no, back off. ruh And then Darby repositioned and grabbed it by the tail. Wow. He said he literally ran up the hill with it and pulled it off my leg. Jesus. And then Darby said, raise your leg above your heart. Yeah. Yes. White uh, tossed the shark back into the water and it swam away. Uh, White doesn't know how he would have gotten the shark to release if not for Darby. He says the dog definitely saved his leg from more damage, possibly severing an artery it had already punctured. He should have asked Darby as Darby was driving him to the hospital. Yeah, White says he couldn't be prouder of Darby. He says he is such an affectionate, playful dog. I never taught him how to drive. Uh, he didn't know that he was capable of springing into action like he did. White is eternally grateful that he did. It's just the whole opening yeah. the car door. Opening thing. the car door, yeah, the emergency kit, the telling him to raise his leg and driving him yeah. to the hospital. Yeah. The tourniquet that the he tourniquet applied. The tourniquet thing, yeah. yeah. The yeah. stitches that he the actually stitches, applied. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, They're calling his wife. A different story. Tasia Russell was arrested last week after she allegedly torched a man's home in Woodbury, New Jersey in the early hours of August 4th. Now, the victim is believed to have asked Russell over for late night sex, but fell asleep and did not hear her knocking on his front door. So it's a booty call. Right. All right. So police said she sent him a series of angry text messages saying, I see you want to die. And also, you wasted my money to come out here. So she then allegedly went to a nearby gas station to buy lighter fluid, matches, and a lighter at 4 a.m. There's only one way to rectify this. Yeah. Burn the house Mm -hmm. down. So she's accused of starting a fire outside of the doorway of his home and then fleeing. The man woke up at about 4.30 a.m. to find his home ablaze and that he had to escape through a window. He ran to the nearby police station to alert them of the fire. Police said the man was covered in soot and ash. Firefighters arrived to find the home completely engulfed in flames, but they were able to rescue the man's dog. The man was rushed to the hospital, suffering from smoke inhalation as well as first and second degree burns. Investigators say immediately recognized the signs of arson at the home, and they set up a crime scene. So they interviewed neighbors and reviewed hours worth of surveillance footage before pinpointing who they say is Russell. Police found the text messages. And eight missed calls from her. So, yeah, a sort of a trail. Yeah, exactly. And the victim allegedly told police that Russell was, quote, his side chick and that he invited her over for sex. Okay. And Officer, that would be my side chick. And he fell asleep and she was there knocking on the door and she got pissed off and burned the house down. What's a girl to do but burn the house down? Yep. Kevin Martin says he was just looking to play pool at a local bar in Norco, California, when a man mistook him for a child predator and beat him severely. Martin, a 34-year-old private meteorologist from Corona, California, told CNN the man approached him at the bar on Thursday night and asked if they could speak outside. The man was visibly intoxicated. 
As the two headed outside, another man followed, took out a phone, and showed Martin a police sketch. Martin recognized the sketch. It was of a suspect from a May incident in which Corona police said a man with thick glasses, long hair, and a mustache made sexual comments to an 11-year-old girl. The man apparently told Martin, we don't allow your kind in here, and I have a daughter, and I would kill guys like you. Martin, who also has thick glasses, long hair, and a mustache, then argued with the man for 20 minutes trying to convince him that he wasn't the suspect. He said, I knew knew that it was going to get bad. Uh, Things got violent. Martin was punched, choked. He tried to run away. He was beaten more. He said, I probably got 25 blows to the back of the head, four in the face, two in the jaw, one in the forehead, and a group of about 15 people watched the beating. Hmm. Uh, That's when Martin pleaded, if you keep punching me like this, you're going to kill me. Uh, Two people came to his rescue before deputies arrived on the scene. Martin made a citizen's arrest, was issued a notice to appear in court uh, to state his case. Now, he runs a, uh, it's called Southern California Weather Force. It's a weather alert system, more than 70,000 followers. In May, when police first alerted the public about the child annoyance suspect, 20 of Martin's followers sent him messages saying that he resembled the sketch. So he looks like the sketch. All right, but Uh, you don't take the law into your own hands. No, you don't. Uh, they say, Kevin, that looks exactly like you. I was going to brush it off, but the incident took place about a half a mile from my house. So he called police saying that he was worried that people would think he's a suspect. I would have shaved the mustache. I would have, too. Yeah. But two detectives came to his house. They questioned him, and they ruled him out because yeah. he, he alerted the police himself. Huh. But this guy thought it was him and beat the living piss out of him. No, so. I, I certainly, uh, you you know, a, a child predator, but you can't yeah, report it to the police if you think he's out and about. Yeah, exactly. All right, and then finally, we'll end with, uh, we got to end with something not so horrible. I do have a lot of kind of messed up stories today. Are there more dogs performing surgery? uh, No, but I do have this. A Seattle woman celebrated her 103rd birthday by jumping out of a plane and setting a world record. Right, for the biggest splat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Hodges broke the world record as the oldest female tandem skyver. In the 10,000-foot jump over uh, Snohomish County in Washington State. Uh, the previous record in the Guinness Book of World Records was set by a woman who was a mere 100. Wow. So she is 103 and broke the record for a tandem skydive. That's so, amazing. Yep. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. So let's take a break. And uh, let me see. I know I got something to remind you of. I know we have a, a couple of guests coming up a little bit later on of uh, this movie called Peanut Butter Falcon coming out. Yes. Uh, looks like a really heartwarming film. It does. And uh, we are going to have the producer, Aaron Scotty, who, who's a local guy. He's been here before. He's a conchie guy, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Stop in yeah. this morning. And uh, we're also going to get uh, Tyler Nilsson, the writer and director, and Michael Schwartz, writer and director, on the phone. Shia LaBeouf, uh, Dakota Johnson. Uh, are starring in this movie. Bruce Dern. And uh, we will get uh, some of the details about that from them in a little bit. But uh, we have some more stuff to get to. We'll take a break. Come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. They saw, I think I saw a story the other day. I forgot which one. Uh, one of the colleges was having move-in day. Yes. It started to happen. I know. Unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You Dude, I, I always love this time of year. I was just talking about this. Like, 
After my freshman year, I was able to, like, move in early. My roommates always played, like, soccer, so they were always in early. So I uh, just jumped at the opportunity to to go to school early. It was the best. Yeah. Getting there early with no responsibilities yet, no, no classes. classes. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I'll bet you that is cool. Yeah. Because there's, there's no class. It's just a hang. Yep. It's uh and and you know a little more independence because you've moved, you've you've getting back away from home again or maybe for the first time ever. Yeah, the mm-hmm. only downside was we were talking about earlier was that there was no air conditioning in some of the rooms. Okay, uh, but right. other than that, yeah, this time of year was fantastic. Uh, well, I saw a story online with some tips to coping with a college roommate you don't get along with. Ooh. So now would be the first. <laughs> Experience now the first exposure to your roommate. Yes, uh, I, yeah, assuming right. so. Well, um, unless it, you've already made arrangements uh, with somebody you were with last year, I don't know. It has changed uh, obviously with social media because you can sort yeah. of stalk the person in advance now. So, uh, but that's still different than being in proximity with them in a room. Yeah, everything is off the table at that point. Uh, so, I got a couple tips here, and they're probably pretty stupid, but um, <laughs> I'll pass them along. Listen, anyway. we can all learn from stupid tips. Sure, we can all learn from phone calls. People. Who have had yeah. uh, interesting uh, scenarios with their, uh, their like roommates, that. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but it says here to take your roommate agreement seriously. It's typical that your resident advisor, your RA, will have you and your roommate sign an agreement at the beginning of the school year. This document basically sets all the rules for your room. Uh, so if you know you like going to bed at a certain time, request that the lights in the room be turned off by a certain time. If you prefer to study in your room rather than in the library, request that the room is a quiet zone during finals week. I would like for the room to be quiet, please. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's going to go over well. Uh, you both it's have a to, place of study. You both have to agree to the rules that you set, and your RA will help you come to those agreements, apparently. I will only pleasure myself between the hours of 7 and 8. <laughs> that was an issue. <laughs> it was. Yeah. When yeah. you're in proximity to another guy. Yeah, you... I mean, I can only imagine. You got to be respectful. Hell, we had to set boundaries here in the studio. Yeah, Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> so, would there be known planned times of no. self pleasure? It would just you do your best to. There was like a chalkboard. Each other. No, yeah, leave no. a sock on the door. Yeah, I mean, my roommate was uh, an electrical engineer, so he had eight a.m. classes. So uh, he did it with jumper cables. <laughs> he didn't, no, no, no. Like you would just you would know when he wouldn't be there. Okay. okay. All yeah. right. All right. So that's. Uh, <laughs> Special time. That's special time. Mm-hmm. I'm studying. I'm matriculating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also here recommends communicate with your roommate. That's good. Hey, stupid. Uh, it says, <laughs> I know that this one seems to be like a given, but you'd be surprised at how many people, especially young adults, forget that communication is often the way you solve a problem. Don't be afraid of confrontation. If you're unhappy with the situation, there's a high chance that your roommate is probably unhappy too. So, do you think? Do you think it's better to sit down and, and when you first encounter the person, and as you said, social media allows you to converse back and forth about certain specific things, but just kind of saying to set some parameters up front, just so there's no agitation down the road, or are, are you more likely to be put off by someone who kind of lays out all their wants? Likes and dislikes well, I mean, right at the top. It, it usually is just your freshman year that you run into these problems. Okay. You know, like, usually you know who your roommate's right. going to be. You choose your, you pick your roommates right. after right. Your, your freshman year. So I, I remember when, when uh, the summer before I joined, joined, uh, enrolled in college. I'm going to join I, college. I got my my roommate's phone number and we talked on the phone. Right. And, you know. Um, Did you guys get along? We did, yeah, and, and we're still friends to to this day. We play fantasy football together. We never roomed after uh, our freshman year 
he ended up rooming uh, with another friend of mine. Uh, I think that's lucky. fraternity brother. Yeah, I think most of the time you you room with a person and then you just go about your life, <laughs> uh, especially with guys. For the most part, I think like they live together. Um, girls will shift roommates if need be. Oh, and- you mean girls are more catty and girls are catty. Yes. I I despised my roommate when I first got there freshman year. It was quick phone conversation, you know, so it was like, oh, okay, I don't know, maybe we'll like each other. Yeah. We couldn't have been more different, and yeah. it was terrible. It sucked, yeah. She hate you, too? Uh, probably. I, I mean, really she's like used to Nazis, like... how about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, she was kind of like that. Uh, wow. Yeah, that was her. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so it just, it didn't work out. And um, fortunately, they had a, a week where you could switch. If, if you could work it out with other people in the dorm you were allowed to switch. So we kind of had this whole, like, rotation of girls that were moving from two different floors, but we had it all worked out. And I hated it so much in this room with this girl that we did it early, and we got in trouble, and they threatened to to make us move back. And I was like, well, listen, I'm not moving back. Either I'm moving out of the dorms, or I'm going to stay where I am. And, you know, they let me stay. But it just was not a match. What did you hate about her? Uh, she it just she was a completely different person. She was, you know, I went to school and and I had to study to do well. And uh, I don't know if she did or she didn't care. Uh, she also, you know, you have to fill out, you know, are you a smoker? No. Well, of course she wrote no because she didn't want her parents to think that she was. Well, she was. So then she was smoking in the yeah, room. She, you know, you know, in the room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, she had a still. And then up, like, drinking where, you know, I'm trying to sleep because I have a test the next day. Like, it just was not a match. And then even, like, our interests were just completely different. She was, um, you know, she was on the softball team. I've never caught a softball in my life. Yeah. Um, You know what I mean? She wanted nothing to do with, you know, the type of people that I was friends with. And I really... You know, had no interest in the girls that she was friends with. So, also a word of advice: just lay out then to that. Be be candid and honest about what you're putting on your your application or oh, whatever. Yeah. Right? That's what I mean. Like, yeah. if, because if, it, if she's lying about smoking, which is something that you would really want to be yeah. accurate about. Like they ne- they would have never matched us up if we both properly filled out those right. forms. You know. Um, yeah, and and I assume now the selection process may be a little bit more yeah, it's be. involved uh, with compatibility and I software. Think, don't some schools actually like allow them to choose? Uh, yeah, I think so. And and, and my uh, freshman dorm was co-ed, so um, you know I obviously had a guy roommate, but it, every other room was uh, male female. And Kathy, that week that you're talking about, uh, six women switched. So so yeah. there, there were two uh, three rooms total with two women each, mm. and they all moved around and they played musical chairs. But it ended up being for everyone's benefit. Much better. And we weren't allowed to pick. So, like, even I knew my best friend from high school went to the same school as me, and that's who I ended up switching and living with. But when we both went there initially, we couldn't choose to live with each other. Mm. Okay. Uh, this also recommends talk to your RA. If speaking with your roommate doesn't result in any changes, don't hesitate to go to your RA. They are there to help. Uh, they've been trained to handle the situation that you're in. Chances are that they've had their own experience with a bad roommate, too, and they can bring up the roommate agreement that you signed at the beginning of the year to serve and serve as a mediator. I always had the coolest RAs. Yeah. yeah, my first RA my freshman year, he was Mormon, um, but he was so... Mormon Norman. Dude, he... Like, he bought uh, your weed it, for it, you? It, no, beer. Oh, beer. I, just, no. I, just I thought he said weed, too. He bought our weed <laughs> he for bought our he weed. Bought our beer Did you always gave us free heroin? But, uh, no, but speaking of that, yeah. um, we uh, we used to, like, prank each other all the time. Yeah, yeah. So if you went into the, like, bathroom to take a shower, like, you better lock your door and bring your keys with you. And so we, we <laughs> messed with him one time. And so he came to mess with us, and we were in my friend's room uh, smoking. 
Yeah. Uh, not cigarettes. And he knocked on the door. He thought nobody was there. So he used his RA key to, un- and we're like, oh my God, like, they, they get rid of everything. You know, you, you, we're like, oh my God, get the, get the spray. And he opens up the door. And there we all are. And he's like, uh, and we're like, uh, and then he just shut the door and then walked away. Don't um, ask, don't tell. Don't ask, don't tell right. kind of deal. Okay. But he was so, yeah, he was a great. And then our next year, uh, Mayron Mayrabi, he was a nice guy. <laughs> Mayron Mayrabi? Yeah, he was an Iranian, Iranian guy. Like, he just sort of let us do whatever, you know, like never bothered us. Oh, he was we, your RA? He was RA. Okay. Then, go, man. then my other RA, Justin. like He was he, Hindu. He was not, um, but he was like a surfer dude, and he used to like, we'd be in the room smoking cigarettes, right? Uh, and he would bang on the door, boom, 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 boom. And we would open the door, and he wouldn't be there, but there would be like munchies waiting for us. It would be like a, like a box of cookies. Or, yes. So, so uh, RAs are st- mostly, they're still students, right? They're oh, they're, they're always, always students, yeah. yeah. They usually yeah. get free room and board. All right, uh, so that's the understanding. And, yeah, and so it's, yeah. It's, it's essentially getting, they're getting paid to do it. But, Casey, yeah. I think most RAs, the, the cool ones anyway, would, uh, the, the don't ask, don't tell policy was because... If they told on you, A, they weren't going to be cool, and B, it was a lot more work for them. You know, like getting a student in trouble was uh, something they'd have to report and follow up on, and and they just wanted to live their lives, too. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone tried to hook up with our our, RA. He was a very good-looking guy, but he was was older, so I think all the freshmen, he was kind of like, yeah, no, thanks. Right, (laughs) right. Uh, That's get you into space. I don't have time for you. (laughs) Uh, Bill! Oh, my God. I'm trying to become a radio DJ. The silver pony. Uh, uh, I'm going to go to Jody. Hi, Jody. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Jody? So I'm dropping my daughter off tomorrow at Penn State for freshman year, and she didn't. It was total random for her roommate. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. That's how they do it. They don't even. There's no questionnaire. There's no nothing. Really? No. No communication prior. So tomorrow she will find out who her roommate is. She does now. They've. Uh, they've met via Instagram now, okay. but she's coming from California. We live in Bucks County. And what school so is she going to? She's going to Penn State to main campus. Well, wow. Bucks County is the California of Pennsylvania. So yeah, they should be yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is, is she nervous about it? Uh, I, she's not really showing it. Okay. Um, you know, I tear up every time I talk about it. But Aww. And so uh, you're taking her up to State College tomorrow? Yeah. The, yeah. the When you get to State College... Um, it's just so massive. I mean, you know, my heart goes out to you because it, it's a sea of humanity that descends on that town. And um, you know, Penn State's a great school, obviously, but like, it's how many, how many, how many people in her freshman class? Uh, I think there was eight thousand accepted. Wow. So, they said they said it at orientation, one hundred and twenty thousand applied. Oh well, Jody, just hope for the best and hope that her RA gets her weed. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, and I know that this is kind of off subject, but she, yeah. we, she, I seriously don't think she's drank. And my husband and I have actually tried to get her to drink because we're afraid. <laughs> just to orientate right. her a little no, bit. Yeah. This, I understand what you're saying. I know. It's but, weird to say that because I, I didn't drink I in high school, and so I went into college, and I just. I mean, I exploded. Yeah, you know, and she's a you know she's a girl, and yeah. you know it's different kind of. No, you're right. You want to be a little protected. No, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Jody. The Thank best you. of luck. Well, my my son starts college, but he's just going to community college, so he's not going to be leaving home or anything right. like that. But I had considered because the following year, he's like, you know, the plan is he wants to go live somewhere, he wants to go sure. live on campus somewhere, yeah. and I had considered that very thing. Wow. Okay, he'll be twenty, but. 
Man, I should probably, he's never had a sip of booze in his life. I should probably, you know what I mean? Is that wrong? Well, it's wrong in the United States. So why don't you I take him out of the country and uh, get him yeah. drunk in the Caribbean somewhere? But, but I mean, uh, <laughs> per her, and this is a totally yeah. different And get subject, a Caribbean hooker. But per, uh, per the last caller, Jody there, it's like, okay, it's either going to be, you know, thrown to the wolves of me. He may be hook up with a party ass, you know. Yeah. Somebody who's like, we're going to tear it up. It's you know? funny that you bring that I up because I went to a commuter school, but I, I, I've i never, you know me, I've never I've never drank my whole life. It's mm-hmm. not, not my thing, but it's just something I'm not into. I, maybe he's just not going to be into it. Yeah, you know? maybe not. Yeah. You could tell, though, the kids that had zero experience. And when you got to college, if they'd had none and then they started to dabble, it was, I, I, I had this friend growing up, Matt, and he, he <laughs> it was... He lived in the strictest household that yeah. I've ever experienced. And then he got to college. He went to uh, James Madison, and he was one of those guys at 0.0 freshman year. And it was Zero. Yeah. yeah. Zero. And, and you know why? It was because he got exposed to a party world that he never had any opportunity to enjoy when he was in high school. Right. This is so great. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, you know, it was always pretty funny watching the incoming freshman come in after you had uh, spent yeah. a couple of years there. Then we had the, oh, I only drink Zima guy. Man. <laughs> He when he came to our party and he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I only drink Zima." We're like, "Okay, so he was the Zima guy forever and ever." <laughs> the Zima guy. Zima. Then What's up, was, Z? Yeah. Then there was another guy who we had a bong, and he, um, we we're like, "Did you ever do this before?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, plenty of times." And then he put his mouth. I've on bonged me. lots of <laughs> yeah. times, dude. I, me and my buddies, we bong, <laughs> bonged every we day, we bong all yeah. the time. Yeah. And he put his mouth on the actual. On the bowl. On the bowl. Oops. <laughs> Burn his lips. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, did you not watch everybody before you, dude? <laughs> Why have I never heard that story before? <laughs> you are not good at bonding. And then, after he burned his lips, we showed him how to do it. He, you know, he pulled and then coughed into the bong, and the water went oh like flying God. all over the place. Well, that's how we bong back <laughs> yeah. in Indiana, the Greater okay. Niagara Falls area. Uh, let me go to. I want to go to Amanda. She says she was the difficult roommate, so I want to hear about that. Hi, Amanda. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So, um, so the roommate that the roommate that Kathy was describing I, that was pretty much me in a nutshell. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> More than one occasion where I brought home some random and was uh, engaging in extracurriculars while my poor roommate is trying to sleep, having a test the next morning. And you're in one room, one square room with two beds. Yes. Yeah. I am ashamed to admit, but yeah, that was me. No regard for anyone else. Amanda, how many times were you bringing home extracurricular activities? Um, Probably... More than I'd care. To. Okay, <laughs> all right. Hey, but let me and let me then, ask you. Let me ask you this question, Amanda. Do you yeah. look Do you look back on that fondly? Um, I mean, I have nothing but great memories about college. Okay. I mean, it was I. Well, I'm put it. I failed out after three years, so probably my father would disagree. So hey, basically, yeah. And the cool part is you have a kid for each of those years. Yeah. So, yeah. She, she brings up a good point too, because the, the rooms you forget how tiny they are, yeah. and it's so just. Close proximity, and if you don't get along with that roommate, and you're right on top of each other the whole time, it's just terrible. I, a girl, a girl I dated for a while went to a CW Post in in uh, Long Island, and uh, the, the the dorm rooms to try to pull off sex. No, with it's hey, impossible. Yes, Amanda, did you uh, did you piss off your roommate? Did you have to go through a few different roommates before you settled? She never said anything. She 
said anything. This poor girl. She was like an art history major. Really sweet and quiet. And I was just, like, abusive. A lunatic. Oh, no. (laughs) What about when you peed in the drawers? I know. Okay, so... (laughs) That was that was my first roommate. We didn't have a choice. And then when we did choose a roommate, of course, I chose people that partied like I did. Mm-hmm. And you know how Everclear is at college. Oh, Jesus. And there was one occasion where I'm, like, up late. My roommate is asleep, and she wakes up in the middle of the night, and I hear this trickling. Mm-hmm. And I turn around, and she is sitting in her floor, peeing. <laughs> and then... And, like, a year later, we're in a different room, and I wake up the next day, and I go to pull something out of my drawer, and I'm like, why is it soaking wet? And I'm like, oh, my God, I peed in my drawer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So two separate years, we both did the same thing, and I don't, I mean. I, I think know, it's animal behavior because. Like <laughs> yeah. My, we probably revert to sort of like, you, a, like a pack mentality and a real primal thing. You're, you're, you have virtually no. Yeah, it's 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 the wild west, right? Or or when you're blind drunk, you think mm-hmm. you're actually peeing in the bath or in the toilet. I was and, never and, and, yeah. able to actually get out of my bed. You just go do just that. The bed? Yeah, yeah, that's that's. But my roommate would often go into the corner of the room. He had the decency to pee in the uh, <laughs> final cabinet. Did your dorm rooms have um, cinder block walls? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's just. That's almost solitary confinement. Yeah. Is what that feels like. That I mean, it's home. It's home and it's fun, but. But it, it's like the whole Steve. Oh, yeah. You know? It is, yeah. sort of. I mean, I, you know, it, it was, it's a weird, but they, they were all, they're all like that. I, loved I it mean, though. <laughs> and whatever the people in the room next to you, whatever music they were listening to that semester, say if you're Tracy Levinson and listening to Ace of Bass over and over and over again, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you're going to enjoy that record because it's all you're going to hear. Yep. Uh, let me go to Rob. Hey, Rob, good morning. Good morning. So sorry to bother you guys at work. It's all okay. good, buddy. What's up? So, um, so my first year of college, I had three other roommates. Um, we went, I went to Arcadia and we had, we were allowed to live in the castle up there. Mm-hmm. And so totally random, three other guys. As soon as the parents left the night of, I walk into my dorm room and the one roommate is literally beds right in front of the door and dude's getting a handy from a random <laughs> Wow. Getting a First handy. night. Yeah. Okay. How Come you doing? Put her there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was just, like, oh, okay. Like, and they're like, yeah, what's up, dude? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this, this is Crystal. I'm like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Crystal. Oh, my God. We're all looking forward yeah. to learning. Yeah. We, yeah uh, wow. We called her Dirty Alaska later on. Dirty Alaska. <laughs> Oh, my oh. God. Thank oh, you, Rob, Jesus. for that. I appreciate that. Nick just pulled up, uh, speaking of Arcadia, the uh, the great the towers he was, he was talking about, uh, they call them the great towers. I think they look like Winterfell from uh, yes. yeah. Game of Thrones. But they turn 120 years yeah, they're celebrating. this year. Yeah, I had no idea you could live in those. I didn't know that no, there were dorms as well. I didn't either. I and thought you it was co- some kind of, uh, you know, uh, administrative yeah. office or something. I love when you come down 309, it, look like, it looks like Hogwarts. It does, yeah. yeah. It's cool to see. Uh, let me go to another quick call. We got to take a break here in just a second, but I will go to Sean. Hi, Sean. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? Pretty good. So for my first two years of college, I went to a community college in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Then I transferred to Temple University back in 2012. Now, like your previous couple of callers, we didn't get an option on who our roommate was and we received very little info on him, but we did get a name. (laughs) 
My roommate didn't have a Facebook, so the first time I met him or spoke to him was literally on move-in day. Wow. This kid could not be any more different from me. It was like bizarro me. <laughs> and this kid, he, he was a brony, which I know you guys love. No. Oh, they, they, those are dudes who are into My Little Pony. Yep, he's a big brony. He <laughs> stayed up to four in the morning every day, computer programming. He... Only had, like, three outfits. He slept in cargo shorts, which drove me absolutely insane. <laughs> so were, were there were there My Little Ponies all over his side of the room? He had a bunch of figurines on his desk. He had all the little figurines on his desk. Did, and, he, did he go to brony conventions? I'm not sure, but I'm, I wouldn't put it past him. Wow. And wow. <laughs> I actually had to transfer rooms. I had to leave the room after about a week and a half because... One of my, a few of my clothes were missing, and then, you know, I called home, and I was like, you know, like, maybe I left some clothes at home, blah, 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 and then, like, a day later, I found the missing clothes folded neatly on my bed, and I was just like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, so he may have done things with your clothes. Probably brony didn't. You weren't aware of. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can see cause for alarm. All right, thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's funny about the My Little Pony thing. I mean, when, once you get, once you escape and, and you get out on your own like that, I mean, that's when you display yeah. who you are. You're supposed to open up like a flower, and uh-huh. then when that flower opens up, you find out you're a brony. Yeah. yeah. My buddy, when he went to college, uh, his freshman year, he got stuck with this guy who was like old. He was like in his 30s. I think he was a uh, a military guy. Yeah. And so when he got I think he was in the navy or something like that and so when he ended up getting out of the navy, he was he might have been like 30 years old. So he goes he goes he goes to college. And he, was and he, he more conservative and conventional or I, I was... don't remember that. I just yeah. remember I mean that's just weird. Like I'm 18 years old and I you know I'm, I'm rooming with a 30-year-old man. I, I just I I would give that guy like a single, you know, cuz they have those, you know, singles, right. doubles, you know, triples, quads, and stuff like that. That guy could definitely buy you beer. Though. Yes, he could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. And he can I'm drive a ship. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. I roommate can drive a battleship. Uh, Move-in <laughs> is happening um, apparently in a lot of places right now. So uh, just a heads up, if you end up with a roommate that uh, that you don't see eye-to-eye with, you should you should handle it right away. Yes. You should definitely talk to your RA, and you should you should try to move that along. And, I'm looking for a brony. And if you're the problem, try to find an, uh, a partier to hang out with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and room with, so it might be easier on everybody. Interesting. All right, well, thanks for the phone calls. We appreciate it. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a mo- moment. Uh, the movie Peanut Butter Falcon uh, is opening on Friday. We are going to have uh, producer, writer, directors, and all kinds of people involved with that film with us in just a little bit. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Here we go. Here comes the MM Army. What's going on? Join Marissa Magnata Tuesday at 12.30 at the steps of the Franklin Institute for the running of the Rexes to promote the fall season of the Philly Pops. Philly Pops are giving away free passes to the Franklin Institute Natural Sciences Museum, as well as tickets to the upcoming Philly Pop season. MMR's big friggin' deal. Get two tickets to Bridgeport Speedway's Monster Truck Throwdown event September 14th or 15th. Two hot dogs and two sodas for just 25 bucks. Get this offer while supplies last at WMMR.com. Keyword, deal. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Uh, I went to see the movie uh, yesterday, last week, and while I was there, I saw a trailer for uh, a film. looks really good. Uh, and we uh, we found out there's local connections to this, so we wanted to get a few guests on to promote this movie. 
uh, and it is called Peanut Butter Falcon. And we're going to start with the gentleman who's in the studio. He's been here before. Last time he was here, we were talking about the movie Arctic, of which he was a producer on. I loved it. Got Mads Mikkelsen on the phone line with us as yeah. well. We're huge fans of his. Very, very cool. And he's from Conchi. <laughs> he's a Conchi guy. Aaron Scotty. Yeah. Here. Good to see you again, Aaron. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks. What's up, guys? Wonderful. We're doing great. You're a uh, producer for uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon. Executive producer, yeah. Exec producer. Thank you. I don't want to leave that credit out. Uh, and we we knew you know you could come by this morning, but you also a place to call in to the co-directors and writers and said get your ass out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> You're in L.A., but we're going to get you on the phone and we're going to talk to them as well, right? Yeah, poor guys. Thanks. I'm I'm very glad that they, I, they got up early for this. All right, so I'm going to bring them up on the phone line. Uh, co-writers and directors of the Peanut Butter Falcon. Please welcome Michael Schwartz and Tyler Nilsson. Yeah. Gentlemen, thanks for... Are we for... caller 14? Are we caller 14? Yeah, 14. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you get to go on the Bruise Cruise. <laughs> you, win a, you win an independent movie. There you go. Can you get here by Thursday? <laughs> uh, That's cool. So there's the story of this, and, and it's been described as sort of like a uh, of having a, a, the, the spirit of uh, like a Huckleberry Finn, but it's, it's a young man with uh, Down syndrome who wants to realize his dream of becoming a wrestler. And it's just the critics are going crazy for it. It's it's got just a great vibe to it. So Aaron, we'll we'll ask you, um, you know, how did you come by this project, and how did it end up in front of you? Well, uh, as you know from last time, I, I've been working with Armory Films, right? Um, Chris Lamole and Tim Zajaros. Chris is also a Philly guy, um, and this came across their desk while we were in Iceland shooting Arctic. Right. And Chris told me the concept. And the title, and I was like, we're, we're doing it, right? And he said, uh, we want to. We're just working out the details with the boys. Um, being and Michael and Tyler? Being Michael and Tyler. And uh, it really it worked out. I think we were very lucky to for the stars of the line and the cross paths with these guys. Well, Speaking the whole- of stars aligning, sorry to interrupt, yeah, Steve. Please. Shia LaBeouf, Dakota Johnson, Bruce Dern. Some really great names in this, and the newcomer Zach. He's uh, he's the, the the main character. Zach's the star. He is, and yeah. so he has Down syndrome. Yes. Uh, and um, what's it like uh, finding somebody who's going to capture that role perfectly? <laughs> Nobody else is going to. Nobody else, Zach. Yeah. But okay. Zach. Well, correct I mean, me if correct me if I'm wrong, but Michael and uh, uh, Tyler, you can speak to this. You guys encountered Zach. It was at a uh, a camp. And and um, and you came across him, and he expressed to you his desire to to act, and then you basically created this for him. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, that's the case. We met Zach at a camp for people with and without disabilities, like an actors camp, and he had been studying acting his whole life. And he kind of at, at dinner one night said, "Guys, I want to be a movie star." <laughs> and we said, "Well, that's that's tough for anybody, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of roles written for people with Down syndrome." And he just said, "Cool." Let's do it together. You guys write and direct, and I'll star. <laughs> that is wild. I love it. Yeah, and and so basically, you're taking the story of his desire to be an actor. You've you've changed a little bit for his desire to be a wrestler. And in fact, you have some wrestlers in the movie. Do you have Jake? I, is true. Jake the Snake is in it. Mick, Mick yeah, Foley Jake, as well. Jake the Snake and Mick Foley are amazing in this movie. Seriously, we might have a bunch of Oscar nominees with Bruce Dern and John Hawks and Thomas Hayden Church. Jake the Snake and Mick Foley hold their own. We had Jake the Snake in the studio one time. Incredible story. There was a documentary about him that was just amazing. And uh, so, uh, but you're saying he delivers a killer performance? Totally. That's cool. Oh, yeah, he was great. I mean, I was... I was starstruck because that's the you know the eleven year old kid <laughs> yeah. seeing Jake the Snake in real life you know still lives inside of you and that was it was pretty cool man. 
So this started from uh, from meeting with Zach, and where did you guys go from there to develop this story? I mean, we Tyler and I were kind of nobodies. Like we didn't have any famous friends or agents or managers, so we just wrote the scripts, traveled around with Zach, got a lot of his stories to make the character authentic, and then wound up shooting a proof of concept, sort of like a, a short trailer to show people the world, and got it to guys the guys at Armory and a couple other producers. Yeah, yeah we basically we basically just sort of like uh, through our through our hope, dreams, and desires, all at the Conchie guys, and just were like, hey. <laughs> yeah, when, 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 you're, uh, when, when you want your dreams to be realized, you look at Kanji. Uh, um, right. But right. let me ask you, the, the, the rumor is that in some way Josh Brolin figured into this. Is that the case? Did he help finesse this along, or is that just a rumor? It's a, it's a, it is a, I don't, can rumors be true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 a rumor and it's true. Um, but, you know, uh, we were... We were trying to get it made, you know, and in Hollywood, well, two things. One is, is Armory, the Armory guys and the guys that really supported us. You know, you know it's, it's, there's a lot of Philly in this film in a really great way. I'm, I mean, I'm really grateful for that. But those guys, uh, they, they're different than, I say this with my finger quotes, Hollywood. But the finger quote Hollywood crew uh, was really hard to get in front of. You know, we were, we really struggled for a long time to get the script read. Right. And we didn't know what to do, you know, like we were really, truly nobodies, like no agents, no managers. Like we we sort of all came together to become the bad news bears of film. But before that, you know, Mike and I were just trying to make it happen. And we actually slid up in Josh Brolin's DM on Instagram. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, yeah. Is that wild? And Josh Brolin responded because you, you, I think you guys had said you had, he, he said that the, he picked that year in particular last year to be the year where he, he makes a change or, you know, does something yeah, or pays yeah. it back. Uh, it puts something up, he had put something up on Instagram and, and that said essentially, uh, you know, this year I really want to help people. Right. And, and Mike and I, like, it was like, Midnight. He put it up at midnight at like twelve oh one. We were like, "Hey, so we're first in line for help." <laughs> you know what timing though? That's perfect. Uh, yeah, uh, and and I never thought. One, I didn't know if it was Josh Rowland's actual Instagram account. Uh, you know, you don't. There was no. This is the days before the blue check. Yeah. And uh, and Josh just uh, responded like ten minutes later, and he was like, "That is not what I meant." <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny though? Because uh, you know, Aaron and I communicated over Instagram, and then and then now you're sitting here in studio, and and you have accessibility to people like Josh Brolin with this this app that didn't exist, you know, ten years ago. And it's there's accessibility, which is phenomenal if, for for guys like you. You you can connect to an A lister where you couldn't do that before. Isn't that amazing? It it is pretty phenomenal, and it's you know it's. Twitter too is really wild, but it, it you know I think it speaks to you know anybody that has a dream about making a movie or writing a book or all these these things that are appear sometimes larger than us. It's very possible, and, you know, including Zach. Like Zach got taken and wanted to be a movie star, and Mike and I sort of took it upon ourselves to really help see that dream dream through. And it's it's nice to know that dreams aren't impossible like there is it, is it is very possible to get what you want in the well, world the creation of the movie is reflective of the subject matter of the movie and it's it's my understanding that you relied heavily on music during the process of writing the script and that actually on set you were using music like a through a boom box to kind of oh, yeah, we had a boom box guy mike mckay right uh, his whole job was to have a boom box 
and just loop the song of the day or the song of the scene. Because we wrote the certain scenes to certain music that had a certain vibe and a rhythm and a tone. And when we were on set, you'd play that, not during the scene, but right before and after, and, and get everybody in the same spiritual place. It's pretty wild because, that, like, for, for um, Stephen King says when he wrote Maximum Overdrive, he listened to nothing but ACDC. And during the Iron Man 2, um, apparently the uh, they, they played a lot of um, rock as well as they were shooting a lot of the scenes. And, I mean, music's very influential that way. Oh, very much so. It's it's. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it, there's a, a saying that, like, uh, how's it going, Mike? The, the, the music makes a tear fall. Oh yeah, it's it's um it's uh, something like music makes you feel. It's just the shortcut to the tear. Now, yeah, and you yeah. you were able to get the, 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 your music license, and I think apparently a lot of the music you wanted in the movie you're able to get without you know too much without going broke because it can be expensive. Oh yeah, thank God we wrote to a really obscure song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we wrote to, yeah we wrote to a really obscure song. We ended up, we ended up writing the end song with a good buddy of ours as well. We couldn't really find something that worked, so we just wrote the end thing like in a in a matter of three hours. We were like, we got to figure this out. Yeah, we we're like, Aaron, hold hold them off. We're gonna write. <laughs> now with the uh, I've only seen the trailer, um, but you know this really comes off this this relationship between Shia LaBeouf and and Zach. Um, it seems like they had to have been buddy buddying around uh, during the making of this movie. What was their relationship while like while you guys were making it? I mean, they they fell in love immediately as yeah. buddies. And I think our whole crew, like even the bad guys in the movie, like John Hawks and Yellow Wolf. As soon as we yelled "cut," we were all jumping in in the water and swimming around and and having fun together. Because I think Zach just sort of disarms people. Mm. You know, he's got he's got an energy that's really lovable in a not sweet or cheesy way he's just honestly a good person and i think you get that in the movie and on, on set we got that but in the movie like it's kind of a hard-edged movie but it's also really heartwarming well it's it's weird because we've always been conflicted about shia labeouf who we all think is a really solid actor and can deliver some great stuff but he you know he is he's got some he's got some edges to him and then uh this movie that he wrote the script for um is honey boy um, yeah, and apparently is sort of autobiographical, and and he he had sort of a um, a tortured upbringing, and I, I think that kind of puts a lot of that into perspective. Your experience working with him, how what would you describe that as? Uh, you know, it's funny you use the word conflicted. I think that's the you know uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Shy is beautiful, and he cares more than anybody. And I think you know anything in his past that how do I say this? You know that feeling when you care so much about something, you'll, you'll go crazy for it. Right. Even with the movie, he was like that. Like even with scenes, like, and 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 we worked really well with him because we're the, we're the same way. We care so much, and everybody on our crew cared so much. You know that working with Shia was actually a, a breath of fresh air in some ways because I think it's more common for people not to care. I think it's really common for people to show up and just like, all right, I'm doing my job. And and I don't want to work like that. And I'm really grateful that we got to work with actors that really, truly cared about the project. And I think, the, you know, the only reason that project really works is because of Shy and Zach loving each other and caring enough to spend time and connect huh. and learn about each other. And Shy caring enough to show up on set, with, left his cell phone in the car and wasn't texting and never went in a trailer and sat there and watched everything. You know, some of the shots we got, it's like a random thing, but, you know, there's this shot of him, like, washing up under a boat, like, under this gross, muddy boat. He's, like, literally in the mud. And Mike and I were shooting one scene, 
And Mike was like, hey, just turn the cameras around. I see something. And we turned around, and Shia was just washing in the mud under a boat. And that's <laughs> make, making the movie. You know, he's yeah. barefoot and washing in the mud. And I'm like, that's the sort of stuff you get when you're working with a guy like Shia. He's going to show up and give you everything at all times, even when he's not in front of the camera, even when he's, he's not – He's not on his cell phone somewhere else, being somewhere else. He's fully with you. He's engaged. You have, you have like, John Hawks, I think, is, is such a great character actor, and he's done still done so many cool things. You also have John Bernthal, in, who's the Punisher, first off, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's also got, you know, a, a whole bunch of uh, stuff that he brings to the table. Uh, movies like this are great because they allow you to see a lot of these these great character actors in in you know doing different things, and and they're allowed to uh, to stretch a bit, but. Do you guys, as you said, you basically came from nothing. Was it hard to, you know, lock into director-writer position and say, okay, I appreciate your feedback, but here's what we're going to do? Not at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Well, that's cool. We, we prepare, we, and you prepare, you know, football coach prepares for, you know, years. Like, we had prepared for five years before we got on set. So it wasn't... There wasn't really any contention with actors who were like, we're going this way, we're going this way, and Mike and I were like, we're going this way. Like, okay. everybody sort of worked harmoniously, and like, you know, with Bernthal, he he showed up, and it was like, you know, an example of this is he he had this blue hat, and he put it on backwards, and, you know, the it was like this, like, flat-brim cap or something like that, and I was like, oh, that guy wouldn't wear that kind of cap, and he's like, oh, cool, and just took it off, and was like, what should I wear, and then we had Shia's hat. You know, this, this, this sort of through-line piece that you could see kind of pulls the whole film together. But we had a, a, a replica of that hat. And I was like, here, wear this. And so he ended up wearing the, the red hat backwards, and it was absolutely perfect. So mm. so him even putting on, and I say this with finger quotes again, the wrong hat right. <laughs> is what led us to the right decision. And I think that's what, when you're working with people, like, we're all trying to find it together. You know, yeah, we're all yeah. trying to debate that from that story from the earth or whatever that thing is. And, it, and I'm just, you know, you get guys like that that show up and make decisions, you know, as long as they're, you know, those guys make great decisions and they're not always perfect, but as a team, we find the right one. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. We have uh, writers and directors uh, Tyler Nilsson and Michael Schwartz on the phone line. In the studio is executive producer Aaron Scotty, who's uh, local. And you wanted to bring something up, Aaron? Yeah, just uh, speaking of hats, I want to tip my hat off to Mike and Tyler because, you know, you work with a lot of writer-directors, especially this was their first film. They worked yeah. on it for five years. This is their baby. Most people come in with an ego, and they're like, it has to be done this way. Um, these guys put the ego aside and allowed people to work freely and you see a lot of that on screen there's there's a lot of things we might have missed um if they weren't open to collaboration like you know rule number one party yeah. uh, that came out of zach's mouth none of us were expecting it and mm -hmm. you know as beautiful as the script is because it is listen not uh, to throw big names around <laughs> but we just had uh, john travolta here in our studio on friday and he was saying that very thing yeah, about yeah. great directors are you have to allow the actor to give you what they want to give you and and, trust go, and, and trust them and go from yeah. there. So yeah, and they saw that they saw that in these guys and uh, these guys are keep an eye on them. Mike nice. and Tyler are going to be going places. Awesome. Well, speaking yeah. of connections, uh, Dakota Johnson's boyfriend is Chris Martin, and and I'm a huge Coldplay fan. Did, did uh, he uh, visit set at all? Did he? Uh, were you able to get any Coldplay music as a result? Uh, we didn't. We didn't get any. He didn't just give us any Coldplay songs. <laughs> no, <laughs> didn't just give them to you. He left a CD in my car once. Yeah, okay. he left a, yeah, left that CD in our car. Yeah, he just showed up and said, "He's like, hey guys, here's Yellow. Take." It. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no. to ask. Uh, 
Tyler, but he did. Go ahead. He, he did come to the premiere, and uh, it was cool. I'm 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 a big Coldplay fan too, and and he was at the premiere, and he came out and he's like masterpiece, mate. And I just did an Australian uh, accent because yeah. <laughs> that's everyone has an Australian accent. <laughs> yeah, and I just was like, really? And he's like, oh yeah, completely. And I was like, oh, this is insane. It was him and a uh, Kid Cudi were at the premiere. And, I was like, and by the way, Chris Martin is like four inches taller than you think he is, or I thought he was. He's yeah, a tall dude. Yeah. Well, let me ask. Still, let me ask you, Tyler, because this, can you confirm or deny that you uh, worked as a hand model? I can neither confirm. No, I'll, I'll confirm. Okay. You, were, you may not know this, but Preston Elliott here on the show yeah. went to uh, work as a foot model. I'm um, one of the few foot models in the world. That's rare. Yeah, yeah that's rare. I spent a decade as a hand model. Well paid. I, I, like, built a, I, I had a life off hand modeling, and it's pretty wild. About somebody foot modeling. So, how accurate is David Duchovny's role in Zoolander? <laughs> it is. It's, it's basically a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> so, are, do you keep your one hand in a like a tube that keeps it, uh, you know, from from Protected. agent? Yes, right. Yeah, because yeah. it. It, it, yeah, it, I had that. I had that same the same model. Back uh, <laughs> four thousand. I had the same model for years. It's it's wild because you know we think of these things. I think there was a Seinfeld thing, wasn't there? With with a uh, where he was. Yeah, George. He, George had his. And, and did you have to do all that sort of stuff with you know keep that's your money you know maker? What, you know what's so funny is that you would think that I would, and you would think I would have taken better care of my hands. But I was doing like I did like Brett Favre's hands. I did like Brad Pitt's hands. I did all these sort of like sport man hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'd show up and they'd be like, "Your hands look like you high fived a, a, a porcupine <laughs> and sandpaper, you know, and, and you were punching sandpaper all weekend." And they were, like, "We love it." <laughs> you know? So, so you, had mach- you had macho hands. Yeah, I had I had more masculine. All right, all right, really cool. Deep nail beds, you know. Well, Thank Deep nail, nail beds. <laughs> deep nail. Never heard that phrase. <laughs> Well, yeah, I did like David Beckham's hands. Like I'd be on set, and David Beckham would be like talking about Sharpie markers, and then they'd, <laughs> they'd go go to me, and I'd pick the marker up and then go back to you know. Like, <laughs> that is wild. That is wild. So, so now that you it. have this, you have this movie. The critics are loving it. It's getting a great response. To, you know, are, have you started to get? I mean, is it too early? But do you start to get other projects offered? Or you, you know, what what what's in the uh, in the future for you guys? We're really like to be super honest. I worked for five years to be on the phone with you. I'm really, <laughs> I did. Like, I love this. Like, I feel really present, and I'm not really you – know, listen, I'm dating you right now. I'm with you. <laughs> I don't want to talk about other people. Okay. Wanna, not on my mind. I haven't thought about anybody else in a long time. Uh-huh. You, you don't want to cheapen it. No, I get you, and I appreciate that. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, ride this out, yeah, and you, then, then you can worry about what's next. Right. No, it, it's, it's an awesome place to be at. And, again, yeah. the, the critics are going uh, crazy for it. Yeah. And we're, we're definitely looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. And, hey, uh, thank you guys so much for for uh, supporting us. You know, we really like. I'm an East Coast guy, and I just I love I love Philly. Thank you guys so much for the support. Absolutely, you guys should I'll, make a movie here. A pleasure. <laughs> yes, you should definitely do that. Uh, yeah, and uh, we also open up. So I just, I'll just plug it. We open up on the twenty with, on twenty third Thursday and Friday night. Friday yep. night's our big opener, and please support us. You know, we do have an actor, you know, that has Down syndrome and. We really did it for real. You know, I think that, like, you know, Rain Man and Forrest Gump, I love those movies, but we did it for real. Yeah. And if they, if people don't go see this in theaters, they'll, you'll never see a film like this again. That's just the business. That's the, that's our business. And please support us. We you know I, we made this for our friend Zach, and we love him. And he is his performance in this is phenomenal. And he steals scenes from Oscar-nominated <laughs> actors. And wow. you don't get that's to great. See that. 
Phenomenal. Hey, congratulations, guys, and uh, we'll look for the movie coming out. Yeah, it's on the 23rd. It's uh, it's this week. It's this Friday, so uh, make sure Thursday and Friday. Uh, thank you, Michael and Tyler, for being on the phone. We're going to hang with Aaron here in the studio for just a couple more minutes. All right, guys? Love you, guys. Thank Love you. you. Take care. Yeah. Michael Schwartz. Tyler Nilsson. That's Thanks for awesome. calling, guys. What a great Go take story. take a nap if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> That is such a great story, man. That's a, I did not know that it that the origin was essentially this guy saying, "I want to be in a movie. I want to be an actor." Okay, <laughs> let's right. write a movie. Yeah. yeah. By the way, they were volunteering their time at this camp, oh, so you know, and they just happened to come across him, and then and, you know, so we talk about how just let life be fluid and and go along and not get in the way sometimes, yeah. and, and the opportunities open up, and here you go. Yeah. I want to ask Aaron um, about Shia because I'm, I'm a, I really am a fan, and Steve, you talked about it too. He's had some uh, history where you're not quite sure which direction he's going, but I, I think he's a phenomenal actor. I think he's a really interesting. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. He's done that. He's I was ready for that. Jumped out of my seat. I know, right? Just, <laughs> just do it. But then, just you know, do it. He's also the guy that shows up at the end of the the Shia LaBeouf song, and he's the one applauding in the background. You know, yeah. and so you know that he he can be funny. You know, he can be caring. What were your impressions of him? Uh, Shia is incredible. I mean. You know, I, I was going to that's why I was going to talk when yeah. Tyler was telling the story. But one of the other things, you know, I think we saw him on screen um, actually doing the crabbing for about just do it. Maybe like 60 seconds on screen. Yeah. He spent a month in pre-production waking up every day at four o'clock in the morning, driving an hour to get on a little crab boat to to get the motions down and, and learn how to wow. be a crabber hmm. for, yeah. for literally 60 seconds. You see this and he looks natural. Yeah, but he spent I love that. Month, every morning, and then after that, he would come back and spend as much possible time with Zach as he could. They sat in the hotel room, watched wrestling every night. Monday and Tuesday night was wrestling night. Um, we had him on years and years ago when when Project Greenlight was on, and oh, that, yeah. that, that was one of the. Mo- what, he was in one of the movies, right? The, 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 the Battle of Shaker, Shaker Heights. Shaker Heights, yeah. yeah. And um, and he seemed like, and we had him on. He was a good guy. He was you know t- talking about the process. You could tell he was a little bit method, and you know with his deal. But uh, you know he's he's really uh, you you hope the best for him because he's really a talented guy. Mm-hmm. But hearing about this Probably story, the most about, talented of our generation. But the Honey Boy stuff and hearing about his yeah. his background and what he went through, it's, it's like I guess you can understand how somebody becomes that intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it starts to make sense, and you yeah. know we're all. Uh, dealing with some sort of challenges or pain in life yeah. from you know childhood, whatever. We all have stuff, right? But we have the luxury of going through that stuff in private, and he doesn't. You know, he's he's giving us the gift of his showing his heart on screen, and you know, he, the guy he doesn't have a filter. Yeah, um, and maybe people don't like that, and we all wish that we could speak our mind, which we can if we don't care what people think. And Just I don't do think it. he has bad intentions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. At all, and it, like not a bad bone in his body, you know what I mean. He's just—he's really about the work. And I got, he cares a lot. I gotta say, um, Arctic, I really loved. I thought that was oh, a good. solid movie, and and it's really um, there. There are there. Um, it surprised me on a couple of different levels, and just uh, Mads Mikkelsen was was great. I mean, yeah. just and he's basically him and another. You know, that, that that's it. Another person for part of the movie too. <laughs> yeah. But what he's able to convey, and I, I've never seen. Um, the art of survival depicted as what it appears to be accurately uh, in that film, but right. it was uh, it was just a just a home run. So more of that, please. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a hard one to pull off. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, Mads and maybe 
four actors in the world can can carry a film like that. I mean, yeah, the script was a, a it was a you know seven minute read. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's, there's not there's many no, words on that yeah. page. He's I conveying mean, it all with his face. Yeah, yeah. but uh, the script was also poetry, man. Joe Joe and Ryan wrote a really nice, beautiful script. Yeah, it was well, easy to fall in love. with. Looking forward to this Peanut Butter Falcon, uh, and it opens up this week. So uh, so go see it. Local ties support it. Looks like it's going to be a great movie, getting great reviews and. Uh, and it's uh, cool that the, the, the story behind it, the way this took off. And uh, one more thing, he just wanted to uh, mention his next project as well. Oh, yeah. oh, what do you guys want? Yeah, so we already the have Steve movie. That's <laughs> right. Um, written and directed by Mike and Tyler. They're going to come to Philly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris is going to produce. You know. No. Um, no, we just finished um, El Tonto. So it's oh, in post yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie so, Day, right? Charlie Day, man, always sunny. Looking so had forward to this. Yeah. yeah. What's what's the story behind that, or what so can you share deal. with us about um, You know, I'm an EP on that as well, so I'll probably be torturing Nick in a few months to come back, talk about it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so Charlie wrote this, directed, and he starred in it. I mean, Charlie's a genius. I, mm-hmm. I never realized. He is. You know, I knew he wrote the show yeah. and stuff like that, but I didn't, you know, watching him in action... He really is genius. He he gave himself no dialogue. So it's basically, you know, kind of homage to a Charlie Chaplin feel, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but or like Jerry Lewis in The Errand Boy. Yeah. You know, you know, he doesn't say any. He I mean, doesn't say yeah, a word, but yeah. it's it's all in his face. Right. You know? And, and you know Charlie. And you, you can – reading the script, we, me and Chris were just dying laughing out loud because we watch Always Sunny. We could picture Charlie pulling this off. Um, but he also, you know, directing it too uh, as you go. And um, we have a really good cast, Kate Beckinsale, Ray Liotta, Jason Sudeikis, uh, Ken Jeong, Common – Edie Falco. I know I'm missing some. I mean, it's a really well, that's great good cast. right there. Everybody yeah. came yeah. out to to work with Charlie. You know, he really had that presence about him, and he has a really good reputation in this town. Awesome. Um, so, so it was really cool to see and watch Charlie work. Um, and I think you guys are gonna like it. It's cool. A, a switch. It's a, it's a little different than Peanut Butter Falcon and Arctic. We get some comedy finally, so yeah. it's nice, refreshing, and fun. All right, um, well, let's talk when that project's coming out, and we'll, we'll, we'll fire that up for sure. All right. Excellent. It's great to see you, Aaron. Thanks good for being here, man. Too. Thank you for having me. Peanut Butter Falcon opens up. Yeah! Aaron Scotty, executive producer and uh, hometown boy. We love it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Steve, you want to mention something? Yeah, our good friend Lucy Nolan has asked that I get the word out about this. Uh, it's going on today. Uh, you know, we have Act Philly. It's been in in a horrible state for a while. This is the municipal shelter for homeless and abandoned animals, and it's been underfunded, and 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 it, it's just a disaster. And there's there's so many good people working there who would love to have more resource, and they're just not getting it. So concerned volunteers are rallying on the north side of City Hall. This is today by the flagpoles around 4.30. And if you have some time, if you're at work or whatever, you can cut out and head on over there. Uh, this should have been done years ago because it's just, it's a dilapidated shelter and these animals are really in a bad way. And, and they, they try so hard, but it's it's like pushing the boulder up, you know, the Sisyphus battle of pushing the boulder up the hill. So they want to really make a statement to the officials that it, they're sick of it, people are sick of it, and it needs it, it, time has come to really invigorate Act Philly and make it what it should be. So again, it's four thirty, City Hall on the north side by the flagpoles. Just gather and make a visual and vocal statement about um, your desire to make sure that Act Philly 
becomes what it should be and that these animals no longer need to suffer. And, and so if you can do that, that'd be great. Cool. Excellent. Hey, uh, I also want to mention this. Uh, we do have Tattoos Day taking place today. It's your chance to win a free Preston and Steve tattoo. Uh, $350 gift certificate to our friends of world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. By the way, you could end up being tattooed by the area's top artists like our buddy Troy Temple. See his work at Instagram at Troy Temple or Philadelphia Eddie's. Dot com And uh, you can find them at 621 South 4th Street in South Philly. So a little bit of time left to do that. We'll get a winner in a little bit. In the meantime, Bizarre Fire. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Fire. This morning brought to you by Drexel University. Gain confidence in the online classroom with Drexel University Test Drive. Uh, from September 9th through the 13th, you'll experience what it's like to study online at Drexel. Sign up today at drexel.edu slash test drive. Well, a Pennsylvania couple reportedly set up a GoFundMe page asking for donations in the wake of their newborn son's death are now being accused by police of faking the child's entire existence oh as part of a God. ruse. Wow. What a reprehensible bunch of pricks. To collect cash and gifts from their friends, family, and the community, Jeffrey and Casey Lang of Freedens, Pennsylvania, were hit with misdemeanor theft charges after police searched their home and found a doll that resembled the infant seen in photos the couple says was of their son, Easton. That's not what you use GoFundMe for. You use GoFundMe to tell the story of a homeless gentleman who helps you when your car breaks down. That's right. Uh, Cynthia DeLasio, a friend who organized a baby shower for the couple in May, later reported them to police. Photographs of the couple showed them opening gifts at the shower. But uh, uh, DeLasio says that Casey vanished around seven months into her pregnancy, claiming that she was on bed rest. Court's documents said that the couple claimed Easton died on July 3rd from respiratory distress syndrome shortly after being born at Connemaw Health System in Johnstown. Yet police couldn't find any records of the mother or child at that facility or coroner's office. Delasco also said that she called the funeral home where the couple claimed the child was cremated, only to be told there was no account in the family's name at all. Wow. She said, I couldn't go and sit and watch this go on and know the truth. A Facebook profile purportedly belonging to Jeffrey Lang then posted a link on July 7th to a GoFundMe page set up for Easton. It said, please keep our... Keep, please keep my wife and I in your thoughts and prayers. Our son Easton was born with fluid in his lungs and passed away a few hours after he was born. We would greatly appreciate if as many of you guys could share this. And if you are uh, stable enough to do so, to donate also to help pay uh, for the funeral expenses and medical bills. They claim that the uh, the baby one se- weighed 7 pounds, uh, 2 ounces, was 17 inches long. Said Easton's parents were blessed. With just a little over five hours before he went to his heavenly home at 8.20, Easton experienced holding hands and hugs and kisses with his mommy and daddy and being told uncountable number of I love yous. Man, are they laying it that on is thick. terrible. Uh-huh. Easton looked into <sighs> our eyes and he almost seemed to be saying, I want you to have a BMW. The page raised uh, 15 donations totaling $550, but the site says those donations will now be returned. Well, so again, wow. this is a great, you know, there's so many good things that can be done with GoFundMe, but how do you, how do you properly vet these things. I just don't know what would compel one person to do this. There's been but, a load but, of people. But to get people to team up and agree to do this. I know. Like, on it, like, I know. Are Wait, they you mean the husband and wife? Yeah. Yeah, don't know. Uh, what else I have here for you? A British holidaymaker was in critical condition in a French hospital after falling from a balcony during a passionate sex session in full view of the public. Whoa. <laughs> 
The 30-year-old and his partner plunged 12 feet from the first floor of their holiday rental in the Riviera Resort of Le Canet in northern Cannes. <laughs> After toppling over railings, the man was rushed to an intensive care unit, and his partner, who is 28 and Canadian, was hurt but stable. It's thought that she may have been cushioned by her lover in the fall. <laughs> An investigator said... A good lover does that. uh, The couple were seen making love on the balcony of their holiday rental flat. Uh, They were becoming very passionate indeed and suddenly toppled into the nearby street below. Neighbors called the emergency services immediately. Uh, Police have opened an investigation to establish whether alcohol or drugs may have been involved in the accident. Well, how would you feel about finding a headless doll in your yard? Authorities in Missouri say residents of Jefferson County have been finding creepy dolls posed in odd locations. The dolls have been mistaken for children and have been found hanging on top of signs, on large rocks, in people's yards, and more. Police say that um, of the dolls were found, uh, some of the dolls were found without heads. And generally, all of them seem to be placed as part of a prank, but authorities just worry that they could lead to unintentional injury as people attempt to save what they think is a real child from danger. If I had a choice, I'm going to go with the TV head guy yeah. instead of the, uh, <laughs> the doll guy. That's yeah. what happened to my childhood uh, dolls that I played with. Remember Jotner and Keatner? Mm-hmm. And uh, the kids ripped the heads off in the park and then left my headless dolls. What? Bastards. Yeah. Sending okay. a message. <laughs> all right. Uh, this one. Okay. It's mainly the headline, or, or the first the first line in this story. A former Cape Breton University student says that she regrets not making a formal complaint three years ago against a professor who was fired this summer for demanding moose meat, lobster, and sex from a student in exchange for better grades. In that order? Moose meat, lobster, and sex. All right, you don't have moose meat. <laughs> you don't have lobster. You got any lobster? Thanks. All right, look, how about sex? Uh, she said, Wait, I, wish... I found some moose meat. Yeah! Said, I wish I did something back then. I wish I got him fired, Jess Hardy said. Then the situation uh, wouldn't have happened. Uh, she was a first-year student and said that uh, Shamal uh, Fernadupal made inappropriate comments and suggested... You're going to rue the day, Fernadupal. And uh, her appearance and implied that he wanted a sexual relationship with her. And he all would right, say inappropriate, uh, any inappropriate things all the time. Now, unfortunately, as the story goes on, it never gets into the details... About the moose meat and lobster. Well, it's a bizarre That's what I'm most order. interested in. Right, right? yes. Uh, you don't understand. But they ended up firing this guy because he apparently did. Was it, it the moose meat? To a couple of students. <laughs> it was the moose meat. He said in front it? of the dean, it was the moose meat, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the number three on the list here, the sex. Yeah. Uh, so apparently he wasn't only demanding sex, but moose meat and lobster. <laughs> I should have stopped at lobster. <laughs> and, they, and they fired him. Uh, so there you go. That's all I have in the it's details. Like, he's that. looking for something to round out the, the list. Yeah. And uh, the sex. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and that's what I have in the bizarre file for you right now. Um, let me see here. Let's give away some of the meat and eat passes for moose the meat? spirit of filled up. No, oh. it's not moose meat. Meat and eat. Yes. Uh, so if you could, just. Uh, Why don't you forget <laughs> the moose? <laughs> For a moment. Thank you. For a moment. Uh, by the way, the food on the spirit is excellent. Mm-hmm. All right, I have your chance to join Jackie Bam Bam Thursday night. The boat board's at 630, cruise time 7 and 930. For moose meat? And that includes... Why don't you forget the moose? Um, for a moment. Uh, it includes open beer, an open beer bar, domestics, <laughs> a buffet, 
and DJ <laughs> Entertainment. What? You just walk in. There's a whole bunch yeah. of open beers oh, there. <laughs> Somebody's already drinking this. <laughs> yeah, right next to the moose meat. No, we kid. But honestly, the buffet is awesome. This is half full. I'll yeah. That. <laughs> uh, so you can get tickets at spiritofphiladelphia.com. So let's take caller number 20. You have to be at least 21. Be available only to go because it's on Thursday. Just be available on that date, 215-263-WMMR. We'll take the call now, and we'll come back in a moment. And uh, get in some other stuff. Don't forget, uh, it's Tattoo Day, so your chance to uh, to win text word tattoo to three nine three three three. Angelica from our totally office calendar, her friend Belinda. They are on our hottie cam right now at PrestonSteve.com. Take a look if you will. They're writing notes, having fun. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay there. Like what you hear? You can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's daily rush on Xfinity on demand. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, We are going to do today's lesson question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets. It's MMR Rocks Jim Jeffries. He's coming to town at the Keswick on October 5th. It's a 10 p.m. show. And if you can answer this question about today's program, we will uh, we'll set you up with that. Uh, what kind of a woman lives upstairs at Steve's house? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. has to do with the climate up there. Huh. What what kind of woman lives upstairs at Steve's house? Two one five two six three WMMR. Where are you listening? Do you know? Well, then you should call right now. Let's see if we can set you up with the prize. We're going to do the trash while we're waiting for you to get in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning it is brought to you by Dunkin'. Fuel your day with a freshly brewed iced coffee from Dunkin'. Dunkin' iced coffee is made just for you. Any way you like it. Stop by Dunkin' today. America runs on Dunkin'. What's going on, Steve? Well, Heather Locklear will avoid jail time following her two arrests in 2018 by voluntarily spending 30 days in a residential mental health facility. In addition, Locklear must agree to stop her repeated attempts to eat clouds. Oh, <laughs> Executives for WeTV are seriously considering canceling their reality show with Mama June Shannon because she is, quote, ready to implode. Still, the execs are saying it's better for Mama June to implode rather than to explode because no one wants to clean white trash out of their hair. <laughs> And finally, Prince Andrew attempting to, def- to deflect from his association with the now-deceased deviant Jeffrey Epstein. In a recent statement released from Buckingham Palace, Andrew says he never really approved of Epstein and had a general disdain for all of the sweat hogs. <laughs> <laughs> that's your Hollywood track. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to the question. What kind of woman lives upstairs at Steve's house? I will go to the phones, and it is David that we're going to find out the answer from. Hey, David, good morning, sir. Hey. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Sorry, what kind of uh, what, uh, what kind of woman lives upstairs, Steve? Uh, she's a lizard. Lizard woman. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I love her, but thank you, David. We've accepted salamander too. She's, yeah. Hang on, Dave. We're going to get your information, and we're going to give a pair of tickets as MMR rocks. Jim Jeffries, Saturday, October fifth, ten p.m. at the Keswick Theater in Glenside, and some tickets remain. For the early and late shows at AXS.com. Let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All righty, music news brought to you by the Philly Pops. Join Marissa today, 1230, 
at the steps of the Franklin Institute for the running of the Rexes to promote the fall season of the Philly Pops. Philly Pops are giving away free passes to the Franklin Institute. Uh, Academy of Natural Sciences, and also tickets to the upcoming Philly Pop season. So stop by there today. Well, it's been two years since Foo Fighters released their number one album, Concrete and Gold. And according to Taylor Hawkins, they just might be ready for another one soon. Say what? In an interview on Loudwire, he said, From what I've heard from our fearless leader, Dave Grohl, he has a lot of demos that he's worked on. And I think we'll start once this tour is over. This little UK-ish run. I think not too soon after that, we'll start the process of putting the songs together after uh, as a band. Uh, the tour is referring to wraps up this week in Ireland, by the way, so they might be getting right back to it, which is fine by me. Uh, Tom Maxwell, guitarist for the band Hell Yeah, says that Vinnie Paul Abbott was always worried that his life would end prematurely. Uh, from an interview posted on Blabbermouth, Max- Maxwell said, Every time there was a death from one of our peers... Cornell's and everybody saying um, he was always pretty shaken uh, by it and he was always worried that it was going to happen to him and he was always constantly checking his blood pressure and I just wish he would have gone to the doctor sooner was he was, he was a bit overweight was he not he was he was definitely way overweight yeah, he yeah. died in his sleep uh, on June of uh, in June of 2018 he was 54 years old the official cause of death was Dilated cardiomyopathy and enlarged heart, as well as severe coronary artery disease. So mm. he just wasn't in good health. He didn't. Yeah. Take, he didn't take care of himself. And it's hard. You put the lifestyle doesn't lend itself to yep. Um, yep. healthy living. Uh, in honor of World Humanitarian Day, Three Days Grace released their video for the Kenya Project, part of a social justice initiative created by the band. In a press release, uh, drummer Neil Sanderson stated. Uh, we were inspired everywhere we went and by everyone we met because what we experienced isn't what we thought it would be. I learned that poverty is not hopelessness. Hope is around every corner. Sometimes you just have to look for it. Uh, the project, um, it says the project, oh, protects, I'm sorry. It says the project protects Kenyan children from violence and provides them with clean water to ensure that they are both safe and, and healthy. Uh, on their 2018 Canadian Fall Tour, dollar from every ticket uh, sale went towards the project. So That's awesome. They're doing good, yeah. And then one last thing. A few lucky music insiders were on hand in Manhattan yesterday for the airing of Giles Martin's new remix of the Beatles' Abbey Road album. Wow. The invite-only sessions were headed up by Guy Hayden from Universal Music's London office who played key selections from the remix 1969 classic. Uh, surround sound, Dolby, Atmos mixes, and a handful of outtake, outtakes from the sessions. The 50th anniversary edition of the band's final album, Abbey Road, will be released on September 27th. Highlights include a February 1969 basic track of John Lennon leading the band through I Want You, She's So, he- She's so Heavy. Uh, Paul McCartney's home demo of Goodbye, which he wrote for uh, Apple Records protege Mary Hopkin along with early alternate takes of Ringo's Octopus's Garden and George Harrison's Old Brown Shoe. Octopus's Garden was originally titled Moose Meat Sandwiches. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? Were you sitting on that clip? Yeah. For just such an occasion? I was um, actually going to get rid of it and move on. I, thought, mm, I was hoping you still had it there. I know, Steve. <laughs> 
On hand at the morning session were members of Ringo's current all-star band, drummer Greg Bissonette, Minute Works' Colin Hay, along along with uh, Hamish Stewart from the Average White Band and Paul McCartney's group. (laughs) I didn't know Colin Hay was in it right now. 1987, 1993. He is, yeah. That's cool. I missed him when he came through town, and I regret it. It was, what, a week or two ago. I've never seen Ringo, and I really like to. It's worth going to. I I took the family. We went one time, and it was so much more fun than I thought it was going to be. So if... If he makes his way through again, I recommend it. Ringo, can I just say something? I honestly thought this would stink, but I enjoyed this. <laughs> no, it was just better than I thought it was going to no, be. No, yeah, well, you, know, you know, and then you stop and think about all the songs. That I, there's a whole bunch of Ringo songs that I love. Yeah, and his, his band members uh, play from their repertoire as well. And, and the they're night, heavy hitters. Yeah, the night that I went, um, uh, man, who all was there? Uh, you said Todd Rundgren? Todd Rundgren, Steve Lukather. Was Jeff yeah. Lynn in it? Uh, not when I went. Okay. But he has been in the all-star band before. Okay. It changes uh, a little bit here and there throughout the years. But anyway, it's worth it's worth uh, going to for sure. All right, that's it. That's what I got for you in the music news segment. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll find out who our Tattoosday recipient is going to be. I have one last meet and eat to give away with our friends at the Spirit of Philadelphia. It's Thursday. Jackie Bam Bam is hosting the Bruise Cruise. And you got a boarding time is at six thirty. Cruise is seven to nine thirty. Uh, there's uh, open bar for beer, buffet, DJ, entertainment, all kinds of great stuff. There's still some tickets that remain at spiritofphiladelphia.com. But Jackie Bam Bam is your host on Come the river. On. I mean, that's that's a party. Call number twenty two two one five two six three WMMR. Going to set you up. Taking a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Best burger in all of Philadelphia. Taste for yourself at this year's Burger Brawl in a brand new spot. Round one. Join 93.3 WMMR at the Navy Yard Sunday, September 15th and enjoy unlimited bites of burgers from the city's top restaurants. Proceeds benefit the fund for the School District of Philadelphia, a nonprofit supporting school literacy programs through technology. Tickets on sale now. Get complete details and all the ingredients for a great day at WMMR.com. Burger Brawl 2019. Let's go a few rounds. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Preston and Steve on 93.3 Shut WMMR. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut, Shut your mouth. your mouth. Queen on 93.3 WMMR. It's another one bites the dust in the Preston and Steve show. Uh, the program, about ready to wrap for the day. Uh, 10.26 a.m. music from Queen, of course. Let's see here. We have had a busy day today. It's been a fun one. I'm still trying to forget the running of the Rex uh, from uh, earlier this morning where we had uh, Nick in a T-Rex outfit. We it's got a it, good gif out of it. It's impr- Did we really? Yeah. Oh, it's you running. <laughs> Not bad. Running across the crosswalk. Somewhere in uh, Center City. So, so if you like that, 22nd yeah, yeah. Street or something. Go to uh, our Twitter uh, account, PrestonSteve933, and uh, there's that that got posted. Okay. You can watch a whole video on PrestonSteve.com. Yeah, take the and, time. Yeah. And, and it's, it. it's fitting that we did that today because today is National Radio Day, and we had to go ahead and create some magic like that. Something that would uh, make sure that we were forever remembered as radio pioneers. <laughs> oh, dear God. All right, so that was in, in preparation for the event that uh, Marissa is going to be a part of later today. It is the running of the Rexes at 1230. And... Uh, 
is to uh, kick off the Philly Pops fall season, and uh, it's a lunchtime T-Rex costume race beginning at the Academy of Natural Sciences and then ending at the Franklin Institute. Marissa will be on location. and It's, it's going to be funny. It's the season's first show. Yeah. Uh, it's called Pop Pops Goes to Hollywood, and that includes themes from Jurassic Park, which is why you get the T-Rexes, and Avengers and Black Panther and all this other stuff. It's really cool. And then immediately after that, the Beatles are... Uh, they're gonna have, they're gonna be Beatles stand-ins that are recreating the Abbey Road cover at Twentieth and Race, and uh, they'll perform Beatles tunes in honor of the Pop's second show, which is Pop's Rocks Abbey Road. And we were just talking about that turning fifty years old. Kind of uh, a fun thing to do during show. your lunch break, right? Yeah, why not? Because MMR will be there giving away free tickets to the Philly Pops, to Franklin Institute. And the Academy of Natural Sciences. So it's uh, worth your time if you're going to be in Center City today. So uh, thank you uh, to those guys. Uh, thank you to Aaron Scotty, Tyler Nilsson, and Michael Schwartz, executive producer, writer, and directors of the film called Peanut Butter Falcon, which looks great. Stars Shia LaBeouf, Dakota, Dakota Johnson, and a lot of other big names. And just the story behind it is is wonderful how it came about. I was working him, and the new project, Preston, is named Peanut Butter and Steve. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. They changed yeah. it. Yeah. I like it. So uh, that movie opens on Friday, by the way. It'll be in theaters. Thank you to the Spirit of Philadelphia for uh, bringing by the goodies this morning. Jackie Bam Bam there on Thursday for a big event. And uh, it's Tuesday, so that means we got to give away our prize. And we're looking for somebody to win a Preston and Steve tattoo. Our winner is Chris Klein of Doylestown. Yeah! Wasn't he an American Pie? Yeah, yeah he yes. was. Yeah. This is uh, actually Chris with a K, so I'm assuming Chris might be female. Not the same one. And uh, we have a $350 gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. And they are located at 621 South 4th Street in South Philadelphia. You can get tattooed by the area's top tattoo artist like Troy Temple. You can see his work on Instagram at Toy, Troy Temple or Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo.com. So thank you as well. And uh, also thank you to Angelica and Belinda for yeah. being our honey cam this morning. Angelica, friend of Belinda. Uh, yes. No, Belinda, yes. Belinda, Belinda friend, friend of, of Angelica. Angelica, <laughs> Miss August. And right. uh, she's saying something over there because I, I don't know. <laughs> They're yeah. saying over there. Yeah. yeah nothing. Okay. They're and, chuckling. They're asking for moose meat. So let's. I don't have it. Damn it. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, he does. He's ready to go. Why don't you forget the moose? <laughs> For a moment. Uh, I guess we need to do the letter of the day. I was going to ask Jackie to do it. I don't know where he is. Where is, is he? So, he here? Uh, I do not know. Uh, he, the man who does tons of show prep. He's always early. Always mm-hmm. early for his... And there he is. Yay! Oh, and we have his theme song. Jackie Bam Bam. Jackie, Jackie Bam Bam. Jackie Bam Bam. Jackie, Jackie Bam Bam. Jackie Bam Bam. Jackie, Jackie Bam Bam. Oh, you awesome Jackie, Jackie Bam Bam. Jackie, Jackie Bam Bam. We love what? what happened? What happened? What? Skip it around. It's okay. It's better than Gino Valley. Jackie, Jackie, Bam, Bam, Jackie, Jackie, Bam, Bam. What we'll do? Kick there, rocking everywhere in Philadelphia. Bam, Bam, Jackie, Jackie, Bam, Bam. Our fierce, fun, freaky friend. Bam, Bam, Jackie, Jackie, Bam, Bam. Our fierce, fun, freaky friend. The Jackie Bam Bam theme song. That's that. your friend that made that for us, right? Kick yes, that was Kim, right, uh, right. who's awesome. I wrote the lyrics, and uh, they, uh, she and her husband and another singer from that group uh, put it together for us. It's awesome. Thank they you. They also did that, uh, the uh, the Ballsack song, right? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. yeah, Harry Ballsack. Yes. Exactly. Yes, that I had one, do, too. That one was for Casey. Is that and, at the ready? Uh, it's going to take a moment. It's not under You're going to have to move the moose. 
clip. <laughs> yeah, and, and unfortunately, I can't play it while he's looking for that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, um, shouldn't have brought it up. Uh, We're H- getting there. Are you getting there? Yeah. What are you looking right. for? That I, I sent you guys over the weekend the uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang with, um, Dick Van Dyke. Yes, yes it's great. Okay. It was so cool. He, uh, I'll send it to you, Jackie. Okay. He's oh. still singing at 90 or whatever age he is at this yeah. point. I was told that's three years old. Oh, is oh, it really? damn it. Yes. yes. Uh, but it's still awesome. Yeah, okay. It's God still wonderful. Awesome. And in fact, he does a version of this. Dick Van Dyke. Harry Ballsack. Harry, Harry Ballsack. <laughs> Harry Ballsack. Harry, Harry Ballsack. Harry Ballsack. Harry, Harry Ballsack. Harry Ballsack. I mean, from a guy named Dick. Yeah. <laughs> to Harry Ballsack is Harry not Ballsack. a big leap. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, you want to do the letter of the day, Jackie? I am ready. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... The letter A, as in Jackson's Alexa. Alexa. Okay, gotcha. So, we're going to give away a pair of three-day VIP passes for Keystone Comic Con. And you can geek out at Keystone Comic Con August 23rd through the 25th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center on the 25th. You will see Tom Holland, star of Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, Keystone Comic Con is so much more than a Comic Con. It's an exciting weekend for the whole family. You can get tickets at KeystoneCon2019.com slash tickets. So we will give that away on Friday. Jaggy's going to give us a letter every single day. This week, which is cool. I'm going to do uh, my best. We give away a bunch of tickets for your Bruise Cruise Thursday. I can't wait. Are you yep. going to join me? You're invited, you know. I, I will not be joining you, but thank you for the invitation. Okay, next time. It. I have, uh, no, my son has a um, um, a marching band thing that I have to go to. So. Which son? Carter. Okay, yeah, I love yeah. that dude. So, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> you have a clip from him you play every now and then, which is awesome. When you went on vacation, Carter bought me back one of my horns. He did. That's yeah, right. that's right. I'm not sure this is it, but nope, he bought me one. one. Yeah. Yep. Wait, what's the clip you play? Uh, it, Carter was here with me one day when Jackie, at, I forgot which, it was, Jackie was doing the overnight still. Yeah. And it's, uh, hey, this is Carter, my dad's Preston Ellie, and I'm rocking here with Jackie. Bear. It's a really, <laughs> don't it's a tell fun, my dad I'll get in trouble or yeah, something it's, like it's that. it's a fun <laughs> clip, and he plays it every now and then. Like, I get a text from Jackie, he's like, turn on your radio. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he'll play the clip, which is cool. Uh, what's up on the program? Well, it's a double shot Tuesday, so we'll kick off our double shots. Uh, workforce blocks today. We have Shine Down on the docket, uh, the Golden God. You mentioned number earlier, and we will get to some honey drippers. Robert Plant, oh. of course, Zeppelin, some solo material. And uh, three greats. We're going to make a uh, a big superstar birthday block. No longer with us, but lots of volume for uh, Dimebag Daryl Pantera. He would be celebrating a birthday. The great poet Phil Lynette from Thin Lizzy. And uh, can't forget about, we got the knack, Doug Feger. Yeah. Also, uh, so. Celebrating a birthday today. And uh, we have free tickets to Collective Soul. You can join myself and Pierre Robert. We'll be out to host his friends at the uh, Parks Excite Center. That's coming up in October. So, uh, oh, we also have tickets to Santana and the Doobie Brothers awesome. for this Saturday night. So all today. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Jackie. You're in good company, gang. Stick with him. Uh, let's see. Thank you to our sponsors. Preston Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee, the Preston Steve Show. And the Preston Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by... <laughs> Me Winter and Bam Bam are having a conversation. Winter Airport Parking. Oh, we can't hear you. Yeah, they're, they're doing like little hand signals. Jackie's and... playing a pretend accordion. I was saying, Case, you use like some this? big yeah. words that today. Was? That was big words. Oh, okay. Okay. oh big words. He's using big words. <laughs> big words. Onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Also brought to you by Wilmington University. Experience. How very anti-disestablishmentarianism of you. Intuitive or whatever that word was he used. Sure. 
Intuitive? Yeah, that's the okay. word. Yep. Uh, experience the Wilm U difference by visiting wilmu.edu. Hey, Bam Bam, what's that little thing that uh, you, you row in when you're you're in a river or a lake or whatever? Not a canoe. Not a canoe. A kayak. Don't put me I forget. What is it? A kayak. Forget it. Move forward, please. It's kayak. Yes. Thank you, Press. So tomorrow... On the program is Wednesday. See, I've run out of... There you go. Oh, all right. Damn it. Uh, Fox Good Day. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day. Also in our studio tomorrow, lead singer of the Spin Doctors, Chris Barron. Nice. Very nice. We'll be stopping by. He's a nice guy. Uh, and also we'll talk... We're going to talk to uh, Jenny, Gar- or Jenny Garth oh. uh, from 90210 tomorrow. Yep, yep. And uh, you, want me to, you want to mention this? <laughs> sure. Tomorrow's Marissa's birthday. Oh! Marissa's birthday. All right, so we'll have uh, some fun tomorrow. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. WMMR. The Preston and Steve. Love you. Hate you. Live. The f*** is it with people that can't drive through a f- tunnel? It is the same f- road. Just drive through it. The f- Next message. How cold is Gandhi in the snow? Next message. Hey, it's the tunnel guy again. What the f- is wrong with people? You drive the same f- road that goes through a tunnel. What the f- drive. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.